We knew that. And we told white women. And as much as they say, they're our allies. As much as they say, oh, we should all be equal. And, oh, I really, I empathize with the black plight. Do you empathize enough to be cut off from your family? Well, the ones that actually with black men, they do and have the kids. So there is a lot of white women that literally leave their family for that black man. And even in one of the um, protests, I saw this one. One white woman had a dildo, a black, jet black dildo on her hand. And she had it rose up real high. Then you had a guy that had a poster that said, your daughters love every inch of us. Why don't you? (laughs) Right. True story. True story. And I've seen those too. But like I said, I'm just, (laughs) you know, I just really wonder. And I saw another one that a woman said, I love black dick. Why can't I love the black man? Something like that. But like I said, I I, I love black dick too. (laughs) I am going to see. We'll see. We'll see how real these white girls are. Um, The young generation. To me, they real. I'm telling we'll you. See, Spring, they gonna, well, see, I, I just don't know. We will see because look. if you look, if you look, NASCAR has announced that they will no longer allow the Confederate flag to be flown Isn't that at something? the games, look, at the, at the races. You. And let me tell you this. I love fast cars, so I like NASCAR. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that. nobody knows that about me. Oh, you just revealed. See, that's yeah. something you could have revealed when it's time for. Maybe so. Yeah, but yeah I something. love. I don't know any of the drivers. I know like Dale Earnhardt because you know he's famous. But didn't he die? No, no. Well, the, the daddy, daddy died. The son yeah. is still alive and he's racing too. But I love fast oh, cars. I love them. I love them. I love them. And so I love NASCAR, right? So and I love fast cars so much that. I've always wondered what would it take to start like an all black NASCAR team. They have black guys that drive, right? But I'm talking about like I'm talking about your pit crew, your owners, oh, everybody everything. is black. Well, you know they all black everything. Richard Pryor played in the movie based on a true story about this black NASCAR. Yeah, driver. yeah, yeah. I, I can't and remember his name. He came from like crew. Danville, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name, but I know exactly who you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, they had their own crew, and, and so that would be dope. So how dope would it be? To take our boys, you know what I'm saying? Like these young guys, high school age, early 20s, and put them in NASCAR. Oh, put wow. them on to have them. A they like crew. to drive fast. They like to drive fast. Yeah, so yeah. why not let it? Why not be legal? You see what I'm saying? So anyway, NASCAR has announced that they're not allowing the Confederate flag to be flown at okay. any of their events, which I think is dope, right? But honey, let me tell you. So, like I said, for as many white people that are marching with black people, of course, it's a lot, lot more that are saying, oh, no, you taking our Confederate statues down? What about the other statues that's coming down? They're trying oh, to get no. Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee needs to come if down they, in When Richmond. they come, trust me. No, they took coming. Robert. No, did no, they, they not. Down? No, 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 no. They took another one down from somewhere else. The, when Robert they take e. Lee needs Virginia, to come down. oh, my God, that statue down. It's gonna be. It's gonna be some smoke in the yeah, city. It's gonna be some smoke. It's gonna be some Definitely. smoke in the city because, like I said, they had. But now I will say, Richmond, they defaced that statue completely. They did. 
They did. I mean, they did. Cold, spray paint, painted everything. everything. They, they have did. defaced it. And this, you know what? Did you see it's the picture? Down. Did you see the picture? Oh my God! I, I don't know if I saved it or not. But the there are two black ballerinas, and they're doing point. You know, okay, yeah. On the toes. Yeah. In front of this Robert, this defaced Robert E. Lee statue, and to me that picture was so powerful. Yes. I loved it because when you think about ballet, you don't really think about black people doing ballet. You see what I'm saying? And so we're people. breaking all of these norms. I'm telling you of what you know life was this and what life used to be. It's gonna be a lot of bloodshed, but God was like, enough is enough. We, I'm like I said, whether the white people that's fighting for us or walking with us, fake or not fake. Now I got only said the reporters of CNN have shot oh, me. I love CNN, the honey. Core. Yes. They rocked me to yes. the core. Yes. The white men and the white men, their eyes are beyond open now. It's Absolutely. like the Lord just said, hey, you know what? I'm going to take this veil off your face. Absolutely. This is what's going on. Absolutely. They really Absolutely. see their white privilege like, Absolutely. oh, heck no. I don't want to be black. Right? No, I don't. Right. They don't want to be, nobody, nobody wants to be black but black people. I love being I, black. And I, when I, I get, say, I would I, never if, if want to change. reincarnation is a real thing, I want to come back as Let a black. I want to I come love, back as a black man I love, with the big, you Well, know right what, now, you can really do that. With some money. <laughs> and who got driving in Hey, bro, was a little I don't bit know if toxic. you know this generation, this time you can you no, can be I a black man right now no, no, with no, no, the no. big thing. Now I like being a black woman. I love it. Yes. It's lit. But my thing is, I don't want to be. I wouldn't want to be no other race because right, they hate us so bad. We got to be doing something good. Absolutely. Nope. Absolutely. They want to kill you because but you know we what I are read? culture. You, Without us, listen, they would have nothing. Listen, NFL, NBA, even the damn MLB, the baseball, everything, Absolutely. Dominicans. All that they black and too. so now they're now it's a call for these uh the top. Kaepernick can please can can the NFL just apologize to this man? This man did this in 2016 when he kneeled. Anyone about the flag? White people know it's not just about the they flag. They know that. They this know that. They've always known that. some more killing going on, and they know if they can just apologize to this man and give Kaepernick a job. I'm sorry. Would he, does he even, my question is. And this. my thing is, Kaepernick is not even all black. Would, His mother's right. white. I wouldn't even want to go back. Does no. he even want to go back? You know what? I don't, at this point, I think he's so disgusted. Right, I'm disgusted. I would be so disgusted. And I don't even think Kaepernick's girlfriend, wife, or whatever is 100% black either. So, so my thing is, my thing is this. You know, I, I, I would, if I were Kaepernick, I would be totally disgusted. And I wouldn't even want a job from them. But let me say this. There is a call now for a lot of parents, instead of sending their parents into these uh, big universities. like Oh, HBC. Now they want, the, now the community is saying. Trust me. You talking about losing money? Because what? And not being funny. The black athletes, if they come out of these white schools. They need to. They need to they don't talk need about a... black power. You cannot talk about, to me. Okay. I'm sorry. You know, I get a little excited. Yeah, I know. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what you're saying. Oh. You know Jay went to. I know. Uh, but I'm just saying. I, you know, if I could do it all again. Oh would God. you do it again? Would you send him back? Would you? Would you? I'm not going to say because ultimately it was Jay's decision. But I know not. Yes, it was. If I could do it. But see, he wasn't looking at the black boy. He was looking at his love basketball. I want to get seen as much as I could be seen. Right. Now, mind you, you will be seen a lot more. 
going to a white college. We all now, know this. Now, you know, then. Yeah. You know, then when yes. they went to school, absolutely. But if I could do it all again, I would have really pushed if, for if HBC now, school for him. Right. If Jay was graduated from high school Man, this HBC year, all the way. Good. And why can't black people, why can't we own the NBA, have our own NBA? Absolutely. I why agree. can't we have our own NFL? We can because like 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 Roger Goodell said that black who is, who's Roger Goodell for all of us? He's the head of the NFL commissioner, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, over everybody. Okay. Now, mind you, he got up and said that the black people are 99 percent of the league. Absolutely. Listen, this is <laughs> what I'm saying. If there, he said, if there was not any black people in the league, there would be no league. Right. It'd be very right. mediocre. People would not come see. Right. You. They love to see how fast you run. They love to see how gifted you are with catching balls with one hand. They love to see how we show our spirit wise, how our, we flashy. We do. Hey, we put on the show. And so now, what's gonna happen, right? Now you're gonna have the NC. Who is it? The NCAA. Is that yes? The? NCAA. Okay. Now you're gonna have them. Now they're gonna change these rules now, to where now. The the guy the, the the people that are playing the sports the guys who are actually playing the football and basketball on these games and stuff Hell now yeah. they're going to pay them. Oh, of course they are. Right, because they want to attract because. them. Because. But my thing is this: if you cannot, don't talk to me about Black Power. Don't talk to me about Black Lives Matter. Don't talk to me about any of that. If you have a son who who does well in sports. And y'all are looking more at schools like Duke, schools like UNC Chapel Hill, schools like, I don't know, wherever else. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Virginia and not Tech, looking Virginia, at, Syracuse, right, not looking, okay, yes. you know, I don't know. Yes. And not looking at schools like Central. Yes. And not looking at schools no, like uh, Florida a and, and, and not looking at schools like, uh, I don't know, whatever, some more HBC. If you're not looking at HBCUs for your child and your child is not looking at HBCUs, I'm going to, st- I will die on this hill. You are part of the problem. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> I do apologize. <laughs> I'm not. But my son did not go. No, yes, but, to but we were HBC. in. Even though but some now, of the things were the same. If I can go back. Right. If I could go back. Right. And I will say this with my heart and soul. My son, I would have really pushed HBC into his head as a young kid versus any other outside Pushing. established white. Push them. University. We got to push them. We have to push our kids to go to HBCUs from. We do. I agree. I agree. Grade. I agree. I agree. I agree. We got to push it. I don't care what they, I don't care how well they are, how well they do in sports. I don't care any of that because it's a very small percentage that actually goes into the That's league. True. And I'm That's not true. saying it's not going to happen, true. but, and this is what I tell my kids. Do you know the percentage we have one kid right now that went to the NBA from Bertie County. Right. Bazemore. One. Kent Bazemore. Yep. Kent Bazemore. That's Jay's cousin. Who married a white woman. That was very expecting for him to marry a white woman. That did not surprise me when I saw him. Because that's what they train. I don't know who started the train. That once you come into money, you get the first white woman that shows you uh They train traction. them early. Yeah. 
Um, this is what I'm this so is what glad you have. Jay did not fall into that. No, Jay wasn't gonna fall into that. Now, if he went with a white woman, it would have been really genuine. It wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm, I'm just with her because she's white. She's cream the crop. I have a militant, honey. I have a Malcolm yeah, X. Yeah, I see. I see him on Facebook. I'm like, I see him raising a black fist at his. <laughs> I be raising a black fist at his comments. And he I has like, a beautiful ahead. black sister. Go ahead, Malcolm. And she is awesome. And she is. She was protesting in Philly. They, she went, she went out there. And she puts post stuff on her page. Did he go? To oh, she awesome. He, was at work. he did. He was at work. and He was tired. He said, "My, that's the reason. That's okay. the only reason to go because he would have went." There were so and many people, girl. I wanted it. to be girl, there so oh, April. bad. I wanted to be at that protest. Y'all marching, Bertie. Who win? In Windsor. I don't it was on the thing. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Greenville even marched. I didn't even know they marched until after they marched. Yeah. Oh, Greenfield. They... I did not know because where I work, and stuff, I'm like, what's somebody? They was marching down and I saw them. Little yeah. stuff. I'm My not talking about tearing up people places. Right. No, 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 no. None of that. Just for, hey, stop killing our black men. And it is a shame. In 2020, the this year 2020 of our Lord, feel like 68, Savior, feel like that we have to beg white people to stop killing, killing us. And and then it's like, so it's it's really a situation like, stop killing us, stop being racist, and white people saying, but wait, what do you mean? It's really like that. that is the pushback and that's you happening. Know, when you got a night, what lady was on the news? She was seventy years old. Coming from, I think I want to say Georgia, a white seventy-year-old lady, and she said all her life, that's all she's ever known. She, what can she do to change this? See, killing the black people, and she's seventy years old, and she said that's all she ever knows. So what do you do? Right. She said now she want to make a change. What can she do? Right. To help stop this, like at this is ridiculous. 17. At and seventy, that's all she's and she known. Ex- no, that's she a white lady. That's all she's ever known. Like this is what they do to black people. Yeah. Like this is what they and do. And it's okay. And she was like, "What can I do to change this?" This woman, if I'm not mistaken, called the news center because they they brought it up mm-hmm. on CNN. Saying this woman, seventy years old, a white lady, saying that this is all she ever known her life. Right. She tired of it. Like, what can you do right. to stop this? Right. So I commend her. Didn't I get her name, but that's just. <laughs> oh man, it. Look, let me tell you something. I know you white people think you gonna kill us all out. But God mm-hmm. said, no, that is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You may kill a lot of us, but guess what? You ain't going to kill all of us. Just like the COVID. The COVID ain't going to kill all of us. Right. Thank God. <laughs> Somebody got to stand around. <laughs> Somebody got to tell the story, right? Somebody got to be the And look, this is one thing about the winner, though. The winner get to write the history. Amen. The winner gets and to tell the story. And guess what? I'm going to speak this to existence. We are the winners. Right. Absolutely. In the end. We're all, listen, we are going to win. We're definitely going to win. I, you know, you're gonna to have to lose some lives. Some people are gonna, because this is yes. this is a part of this is what happens when you have revolution. And this just let is, this is what it is. And let people just sit back and think. What's his name? J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, J. Let Edgar me Hoover. tell you. Let me tell you something. Somebody posted this on Facebook. I had never seen this quote that he said back then in the '60s. You know what worried him more than anything? It won't war. It won't nothing. The he rise said, of a black Messiah. He said, <laughs> the black unity yes. scares yes. him if the black people ever figures it out. He said, now think about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because he already know. He already, the world knows, the country knows, Donald Trump knows. 
Oh yeah. And my thing Why with do Donald think, Trump. Wait a minute. Let me say this about Donald Trump. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm gonna say something real quick, and I want you to say. I know you're gonna throw down on this because you're an English teacher. <laughs> um, I love an English teacher. You got to have an English teacher in your life, just like a mechanic, a doctor. You got to know somebody. You got to use them too. <laughs> use them well because they can help you speak better, write better, everything. April right. helped me so much. Thank you, April, three years for helping me and Jay. He, she's great. Um, some black man was talking about Donald Trump. Was going to every black party there was back there in the days i guess the 80s and 90s he was at diddy's parties right he was at mike tyson's fights love yep. mike tyson yeah he was at all these black if he was and somebody said he would even come if he was the only white one there so what does that let you tell you number one he was very comfortable around black people mm-hmm. he learned us and he went back and told i guess the other white people how we really work because we're so trusting and so open right. and he just loved being around black people and they said when he switched over and went and it never changed i just think white people really 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 want to be who we are they love they love how we we ain't got to have much and we still have swag mm-hmm. we don't have to have much and we still know how to shine mm-hmm. we got that talk game and Donald Trump want, apparently wanted to be around it. Absolutely. He apparently wanted Everybody to be around wants it. wants to be around black people. Of because course. we are just that dope. We, we are. Like, for lack of a better word, like, we are. And I'm are, not being funny, but right. we are. We are From culture. the music. Look, somebody said <laughs> that if Prince was living in Minnesota, he would have just put some type of mysterious, uh, we would have been in some type of trance. And there really would have been purple rain where everybody would have just stopped in the middle of what they were doing. The police would have got off the man's neck. They wouldn't, it, none, of, none of this stuff would have ever happened. Prince would have stepped on the scene. I saw, I saw everybody. The Look, I saw the one that said the only one that knew a revolution was going to happen in Minnesota was Prince. <laughs> I saw that. And I'm telling you, I believe if Prince was living and all he had to do was stand in the middle of the street, every white person, Chinese, black... Everything would have just come to a halt. I don't think Prince would have done that. I think I think Prince would have let it happen because Prince was revolutionary. Yes, let me tell you something. Right at the end of his years, he didn't care no more. Right. He was like, "This has got to this stop." Is not right. He would have. All he had to do. I'm gonna tell you, if Prince was still living. People, all he had to do, come out in his boots, his little heels, his little purple outfit, his guitar. I love. He would have put everybody in a trance, and there wouldn't have been no killings. No murder right there in Minnesota. A and the him. purple rain would have came. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody would have been like, do you remember the Super Bowl? How he put people in the trance yes. with that damn? And the rain came right at the right time. Yes. Soon as purple rain, he started singing. And he, and he, he threw down with that guitar. And everybody was like, I mean, it was like made you cry. It was so like spiritual. You can't tell me. He would have stopped people in their tracks. Yeah, he probably would have. Oh, my gosh. That was so amazing. That that NFL. Um, y'all haven't seen it go on Yeah, YouTube. that was a good. That was one of and the And when best. that rain came down. That between him and the, Michael Jackson, I ain't yeah. going to compete. I love Michael Jackson, too. And when he, that, that rain came I down. I don't know. I think was, Prince's halftime show was. You think it was better than Michael Jackson's? Yeah. Yeah. But 
Anyway, let I'm me say sip, this. I'm going to sip on that. I okay. ain't going to try to go I take mean, them against one get, another. I'm not. Right. Okay. All right. Don't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm not making gonna make That's what let white people want us to Donald always Trump. Let me say this about Donald Trump. Let me say this about Donald Trump and how much of a. I don't even know what to call Donald Trump right don't now. Even. But let me say this. Let me tell you what Donald Trump going to do. Let me tell you what your president going to do, sis. No, your president. He is having a rally. On June nineteenth, which is Juneteenth, and that's D Knight's birthday. Please okay. don't tell me now. Uh-uh, wait, 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 wait. He's having it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Because he can't have it here in North Carolina. Why? Why? Why is that a slap in the face of all black people? Juneteenth, June nineteenth. That is the day that black people were officially freed from slavery. Okay. He's such an Tulsa, ass. Oklahoma. Why is that important to black people? Because that is where one of the first black Wall Streets was. Okay. I'm thinking about the and bombing. They, and no, and the white people burned it to the ground. So basically, what Donald Trump is saying is F your slavery, <laughs> F your economic development. I'm going to have this rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth. On the day that slaves were free, I'm going to have this rally to talk about how how many things I've done and how this wall is coming along and how these these most you know these bigly <laughs> offenses because he used the word bigly how these bigly offenses have happened in America and I'm going to do it in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm starting to think that. So that's really a slap. When he do that stuff, that he knows how it affects and hurts. And man, you know what? He knows exactly. He knows exactly how much those things hurt. He knows exactly how much those things bother us. He knows this. He knows this without a shadow of a doubt. And what kills me is that America was started, you know, when when Ellis Island came about and they and and the Statue of Liberty, kept, you know, was there. Bring bring your sick, bring your poor. Right, right. But it's almost like bring them only if they're white. Okay. Don't bring them if they're black. You know what? Um. You know, April. and it is it is a it is a sad, sad. But you know what? In the thing. end, the word will what stand. Absolutely. No matter what the the Bible Absolutely. word Absolutely. will stand when everything Absolutely. else is gone on and is irrelevant and doesn't mean anything anymore. But I want to go ahead and close this. You know this. You know I think we put in enough energy, negative energy into this negative energy, right. and bring it back up a little positive. And I would say Tamika, I got something for Tamia. I want Tamia to watch. Tamia is her daughter. I think she's like 13, 12, 13. Tamika works with me at UNC. Okay. She's my co-worker. Her daughter listened to the last episode. So Tamia, I'm going to give you a little history, baby. In 1963, way even before I was born, I wasn't born until 1970, but there was a bombing in a church. 1963 in Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. where four little black girls got murdered when the church blew up. 
and it's actually Spike Lee did the documentary. I saw it. Oh my God, it was such a great oh, documentary, yeah. and they explained even talking to their sisters and stuff. That's whoever's alive talking about them that died. It's called Four Little Girls, and Tamika, if you can find that, you probably can find that on. You might can watch it on YouTube or Netflix or order it. it should be expensive. Spike Lee did it. It's called the documentary. It's called Four Little Girls, and I think Tamia would um uh be a good um advocate for listening to that. I think she would like to learn about this that happened. It's on um, Amazon Prime. Okay, Amazon Prime. It's called Four Little Girls, and um, Spike Lee documented it and um did a documentary in 1997 and it just tells you about the four little girls got blowed up it was getting ready for church so when i hear about like i said i'm not putting out all white people that they are mean and hate but for you to do this and one of the little girls had a the cement went to her head Mm -hmm. and her sister got the cement when they took it out of her head and she kept it you know for life and um, it's just something that I think that everybody needs to see. It's sad. So, Tamia, if you get a chance to watch this, baby, just watch it. And this is part of a history, okay? And but can anyway, I say this real quick? okay. We're we we going to the jelly roll. We're trying right, to t- take right, it up a little notch. We're going to go there. But let me just say this. During the protest, right? When it, you know, the, the very start of them, um, white people came on, on social media. I'm on Twitter, so I see a lot of stuff. You know. Yeah, I'm Twitter and Instagram, but now yeah. I'm more Instagram than I am anything. Yeah. I used to do Instagram a lot, but now I'm, I'm mostly on Twitter and Facebook. Anyway, um, <laughs> and the white people came on Twitter, and they, you know, spewed all of these Martin Luther King Jr. quotes, you know. Uh, he was for nonviolence. He was for this. He was for that. Yeah, we got it. But Bernice King, which is Martin Luther King Jr., Junior's daughter. Yes. She tweeted and said, When my father was killed, mm. he was one of the most, he was the most hated, hated man in America. In yes. America. And he was the most calmest. He was nonviolent. Calm. He was calm. I mean, you know, he liked white women, but you know, whatever. Um, He did. You didn't know that? And no that problem. the FBI has J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI has these tapes of him Fuck. having these uh, well, affairs. Lazy on. Didn't they love him? Who? The white women. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. They come for it. They come absolutely. for that meat. They come for the dick. Yes. But do they stay? How many of them stay? Not too many of them oh, stay. Oh, no. LeBanco like Mexican fat so that so that That's what I'm away. saying. Like, that's what all he was messing with at one point right. in time. When he they was going for, in and out of prison. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking at you. But um, let me tell you, if you have not seen Malcolm X with Denzel Washington played it, Oh my God! You've got to see the Malcolm X. Spike Lee also did that movie. Watch Malcolm X with Denzel Washington, and he letting you know how some white women can be. They love you. Right. They love everything you got. Worship every inch you have. Absolutely. But when it's come to saving their own ass, they're gonna save their own. They're gonna ass. save their own ass, and they will set you up too as well. I'm telling you, and you will be quickly, lynched in the quickly, tree. Quickly. So, like I said last time, we podcast. You know, these black men talk about they only date white girls and they don't date black girls. They don't do this. They don't do that. Oh With black women, they only date white women. However, 60 years ago, if you were to say that, you would be strung up in somebody's tree. And my thing with that that I hate the most about when a black man says that, when his ass falls off the tree and hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. where does he go? Oh, yes. 
and I hate to even say this, because but I got, always. I hate to even say this, but you know where I got to go to. Go ahead. Prince. Mm. Prince. Went from black music to straight white music at one point. When he had his downfall, when he saw that he wasn't getting where he wanted to go with the record company, then he put that symbol on his head. Guess what? Through all that, he went through all that, and guess what? Every woman you ever saw him with, she was either Latino, you did not see Prince with a black woman. Right before Prince died, a couple of years, maybe two, three years, it was a model. She was a dark-skinned model. He saw the beauty in her then. Guess what? He on the end of his life. He's like in his late 50s. But he and now he still see so the bad. beauty. And then all of a sudden he see the blackness. His music turned back black again. Mm-hmm. And guess we had to come back to us. It always happened. It always happened. We allow these. It always happened. At this point, honestly, in my life, if I know that a guy that I dated, dated, I'm talking about just one white girl. I'm this not interested. Story. Nope. But I'm listen. not interested. I'm not okay. interested anymore. Okay, I can go there with you. I understand. If if a guy that I am talking to, if you got a baby by a white woman, I'm definitely not interested in that bullshit. If you have dated a white woman, you know, long-term relationship and like y'all were together together and like you ate her unseasoned chicken, I'm not interested. <laughs> Serious. I know white people don't know how to season food. <laughs> right. So, so if you were eating the unseasoned I'm not being, listen, if you were eating the unseasoned chicken <laughs> with the little splash of lemon juice on it, I'm not interested in you, sir. Kapala. Who, what's her name? Who? Paula the, the woman that's called about black people. She can cook. Who Paula Dean? Yeah, Paula Dean know how to season her meat. So I know her. I know she a little. Mm, say what you want, but she done been. Mm, well, you know what I'm saying. She learned that from black people, and that's how. That's what I'm saying. That's why a lot of these white women. Girl, that's why you gotta get on Twitter because they have all of these discourses. I really enjoy Twitter because I follow some really really smart people on Twitter, okay. and they talk about how, um, you know, basically white women have this one lady she put it so eloquently she said something along the lines of you know white women have been receiving applause for meals that they have not cooked for hundreds of years we know that and and you know what people know it right people know when they eat black folks food right you ain't even got to say who cooked this somebody black cook because this season from the ruler to the tutor but like i said if going back to what i'm originally saying Black women have got to stop allowing black men to come back. Don't let them come back. That's true. Don't date them. If you if you know you and white women have you know have this little tiff, or you know you don't you don't mess with white women like that, and you know you don't mess with white people like that, stop letting them niggas come back. Uh, April. Oh, I'm sorry. I Be careful. Be careful uh-uh. what you say. We don't I'm want this serious. to if we blow up right our pocket. <laughs> Listen, we don't I want this will to come stand back. <laughs> on this hill. I will stand on the I hill. Stop letting yes. them come back. Okay. Black Listen. people are so forgiving. We are so welcoming. We are so loving true. to anybody. That's true. Anybody. I, I don't care. You know, like, oh, uh, what was it? Strom Thurmond. You remember him? Yeah. Segregation now, segregation yeah, I remember Strong Thurman. He uh, was on something before he died. 
Talking about, I got a black best friend. This one of my black best friends right Lord, here. Lord, you all out. But that's what I'm saying. We got to stop being so forgiving. We have got to stop. Because if that is what they believed for 30 years, it's going to take them another 60 years. They know. White people already know. So, if, if especially black men, oh, I don't date white girls. I only used to date white girls. Oh, okay. Well, then I tell you what you do. You go back over there with that unseasoned chicken and all that damn mayonnaise. Um, April, can I confess something? Mayonnaise is okay. I love mayonnaise. <laughs> I like a lot of it, too. <laughs> A lot of it. I love a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm talking about spring, on my sandwich sloppy. Spring, spring is an agent. <laughs> <laughs> no miracle whip for me. I love mayonnaise. I'm sorry. Call me whatever you want. <laughs> Call me a traitor. <laughs> but white women. Keep using your mayonnaise. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. And that's all I got to say. And that's real talk, man. That's I'm that's probably something bitch. I should have. Oh, I I'm hate. Black people love mayonnaise. I hate you it. don't eat mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, April, I don't even eat watermelon. We already talked about that. Right. But anyway, right. that's another story. Right. Okay. I guess it's from the ancestors that. But yeah, so up. all I'm saying is Martin Luther King is the most hated man in America. Okay. Please, white people, stop using Martin Luther King Jr. as a <laughs> as a reason for why we should not be angry with being killed in the streets like animals. Um, please, white people, know your history. Read some books. There are books that you can read about racism, about the the plight of black people in America. There are books you can read. Educate okay. yourselves. It is not black people's job to educate you on racism it is not black people's jobs to educate you on the hate and the vitriol that we have had to experience all of our lives it is not our jobs to do that it is your job to educate yourself it is your job to think for yourself it is your job to understand what it is that black people have to go through because we have been telling you for the last 400 years and that's all i have to say now we can start talking about something else no I want. I want to tell a story. Okay. Before we go into love your jelly roll, which is really the topic, but we are so off base right, right now. Right. Okay. Talk about jelly roll. I have a friend. He's a black male. Mm-hmm. Been knowing him for like four years. Great, 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 great guy. Anytime I need him, he's there. Anytime he needs me, I'm there. Be good on that part. Now, rewind just a little bit. He's dated white women for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the only issue I have is that he's dated white women a long time. Mm-hmm. And that issue comes with, when you dated another out your race for a long time, you tend to kind of think, like, who you're dating. Right. And I, for some reason, and this may not be true, this may just be me. When I think a man that dates outside of his race, especially if he dated a white person, I get this feeling that he forgets who he is. Mm-hmm. He forgets that he's truly, uh, he's a black man and dating a white woman. I truly forget that he forgets where he comes from. Mm-hmm. 
which I call that a sellout. That's just me. So this guy here that I know, um, the white lady that he dated for years, um, she got pregnant one day. It wasn't his child. It was somebody else's child. It was a black man, another black man's child. This man loved this white woman so much that he, he, he already had broken up with her and a family member let him know that, hey, so-and-so's in the hospital. She may or may not make it through this childbirth because she's having a really hard time. Well, he rushes up there to the hospital to see the lady that he used to date, white lady he used to date. And he started back, I guess, seeing her and stepping into the little girl's life and wanted to be the little girl's father. I have no issue with that. I thought that was beautiful. But in my head, later on, I'm like, if that was a black woman, would he have kindly just jumped into that little girl's life? Absolutely not. Hell no, he would not. And I mean, when I said that he loves this little girl beyond and above, can I say that he loves her because she's half white? Yes. And the mother's white. <laughs> I didn't say that April did. <laughs> if that had a battle no too many black men that would have just jumped right up and said, Oh, I want to be her father. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, the issue that we have that we could never, ever, ever be together is because he loves white folks. He truly is loyal to them. He truly thinks, to me, this is this is the side that I see when I talk to him. And I constantly, I'll be constantly getting arguments because of this. Personally, I think he's a white folks coon. I mean, but he, like I said, whenever I need him, he's there for me, April. That's real talk. I don't care if it's money. I don't care if I need a ride. He's like, hey, if I can't do it, I'm going to send a family member to do it. He's there for me. I think he's crossed and mixed up and really truly thinks that a lot of time he's blindsided about what's really going on. Right. We don't we don't speak at the moment. It's been two weeks because of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. I made a point to him. I was like, the white guy that just killed a couple of what two people and they caught the young white boy. Without incident. They had his hands, I saw the video, with the handcuffs behind the white boy's back, and he's sitting up leaning against the cop car. He said he was thirsty. They gave him a water bottle, and they literally put the water bottle to his mouth so he can drink water. And they keep If that had been a black man, I asked my friend, do you really think if he said, I'm thirsty, they would have put that water to his mouth. They wouldn't even you let George know. Floyd breathe, let alone be thirsty. <laughs> and he going to say to me, I don't know. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You knew, you know they wouldn't have gave that man no damn water and put it to his mouth like a servant? I don't know, Spring. Then he going to say something else stupid. I said, you know what? That's it. I hung the phone up. Then he was like, well, you think every cop is bad? No, 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 no. I didn't say every white cop was bad. Just his answers. And I sent him a text. I said, you know what? It ain't nothing else I could say to you about certain things. 
you are truly loyal to white people. Mm-hmm. And that was my message. And I left alone. And then come to find out, not only that, mm-hmm. his uncle only date other outside his race. His uncle, I noticed when he talk about black women, oh, they always angry. They always mad. Okay. Look what's going on in the world now and, and then. Before now and then. You don't think we deserve to be angry sometimes? You're not helping us. You're not helping the problem by talking about us. The only race I know that talk about their women are black men. You don't hear white men talking about their white women. You don't hear Chinese talking about it. You don't hear Puerto Rican. It's always the black man. So you know what? When other minorities hear the black man talk about his black women, they feel like they can do it too. And that's a fucking no-no. Because as long as I hear, and I got breath in my body, I hear any minority or black man talk about a black woman, I'm going to stand up for my sisters and myself because I'm a black woman. And I'm a proud, and I'm going to say it loud. I love being black. I would not change nothing. I hate that we're treated so poorly, but you know what? Look how they did Jesus. So I feel like, honey, if they doing us like we do Jesus, we got to be the chosen ones. There's no if, ands, buts about it. And that's it. That's all I got to say. Okay, Ava. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So can we flip the script and bring it up a little bit lighter? Yeah. Talk about the jelly roll. Okay. For the ones that got jelly rolls and don't have jelly rolls. And if when I say about jelly rolls, I'm talking about the extra meat you may have hanging on your, on your, uh, Arms, the jelly roll you may have up under your neck. Let me see. The jelly rolls you may have up on your belly. I got all the rolls. Okay. <laughs> Not the toothy roll. Hey, right. the toothy roll. Right. The jelly roll. I got hey. all of them. It's all good. And the only thing <laughs> being fat has ever stopped me from getting. April, you're not fat. Okay. Thank you. The only thing having jelly rolls. Has ever stopped me from getting was an outfit. <laughs> and if that shit stretch, I'm buying that too. Okay? I'm talking about, I have story after story after story. And they eat that jelly roll too. Then. Thank you. Happily. Happily. Oh, okay, uh, uh, Tamika, get uh, to me away from this, okay? <laughs> You're about to go into extra mode <laughs> grown folk talk. Get her away from this. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds. Right. They happily, honey, devoured every drop. Okay? And so, um, I used to hate my body. I'm talking about I hated it. Right? But April, you are so beautiful. You Thank Do you, you realize how... I'm, I'm, look, right. no homo. No homo. Oh, my God. My friend April Ward is so... So Thank you, beautiful. She got a little white folks' nose. <laughs> little white folks' lips. <laughs> no, I, I do not have white people's lips. Yes, you do. I have nice, full lips compared no, to white you people. you don't. Okay. But I'm just saying. Right, April, you, you have you, very thin lips. No. April, you, April's a very beautiful woman, and she so, has so much intellect. Any man would want to be with you. I agree. 
That's the truth. <laughs> I agree. That's the truth. But let me say this. I'm saying that for real. I used to not always feel that way about myself. Mm. It took me years and years and years and years. And she's so naturally beautiful. That's why this girl don't have a not not no makeup. No, I never. None, have. no makeup. Hardly ever do I wear makeup. Beautiful glasses. That's what new set you got too. No, these are old. April, last time you had on all white. Right, last time I had. You know, I lost those. You know what? I ain't messing with April. I don't know where they are. She's truly a black woman. Right, they were in my daughter's bathroom. Oh my god! And I went but in there to nice. get them, and I was like, "Where are my glasses?" Now, the only thing I tell you, I will wear. I will wear um, eyeliner, eyeshadow, mascara. The rest, I don't do no foundation. I'm natural. Right. You have beautiful skin. You have beautiful skin. Oh, my April, you are so beautiful. I'm really looking at her, and I always say she is beautiful, but she really is beautiful. Thank you, friend. You are and I'm so glad you are my friend. I'm glad you're my friend. And I'm so glad you're not fake. I'm glad you're not fake. And I think that's why I want to be on <laughs> Because how in the hell can you be fake for this long? You can't. Right. Well, people, some people get that's not true. (laughs) I thought she was a bougie, but it's okay. Everybody gonna be who they are. I am a little. I mean, you know. But them dresses, look, you got to go back. I forgot which I forgot what episode that was. (laughs) She was describing, but April is wonderful, and I'm telling you, if we ever got a talk show, I'm telling you, our talk show would be number freaking one. Because number one, we're friends, and we don't even have to talk every day. I don't think I don't even talk to April to. It's about time it's for us to pod, but I, I'm trying to do better. I got to check on her, make sure well, she's okay. I mean, you know, but still, we, but still, we I work a lot, and I understand, yeah. but still, stay in contact. <laughs> okay, I'll do better. I'll, we okay. need to do better we do. since we work together. Okay. You know, I don't want to say we Oprah and Gail because I don't like the images right now. No, yeah, oh, where's Oprah? Oprah. Yeah. And you know, Oprah is talking about, you know, Billy Barber, the head of, I didn't tell you this. Hey, I got some history, people, and I love this history. We and Barber, Junior the third. We and Barber the third, the head oh, of the NAACP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I grew up with him. Oh, I didn't know that. Piney Woods, yes, baby. His dad used to be our insurance man. Smart as hell. This dad was freaking. This man was like a genius. He had pretty wavy hair. Him, William was the oldest. Chucky was the baby boy. Chucky just passed probably like maybe two years ago. Uh, I think pancreatic cancer. cancer. Yeah. And um, his mom used to teach piano lessons. And so I grew up personally knowing William Barber and just know how far he got in life. Oh, the head of the NAACP. That's That's awesome. But that's my history, y'all. I know this man. Oh, my God. Her up close and personal. And for him to go where he is, I'm so proud of him. And just to know, to have known his dad and mom and his brother Chucky. Chucky was my age. Like I said, he died a couple of years ago. I think, well, maybe two years. And um, I hate that. I hate that he died. Yeah. Where he died. But um, yeah, that's awesome. Just knowing somebody yeah. that's like that, in that level. Okay, that's my history. Right. Okay. We I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> sorry, people. Excuse me. I used to, like I said, for years. I'm talking all through elementary school, all through high, middle school, high school. I used to hate my body. I used to hate myself. I used to hate what I looked like. Like, looking in the mirror at myself, I never did. Oh, my God. April. Because I always got these... You want some wine? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and talk. I always Watch got, this, too. Okay. I always got these... Now, you will wait till the wine we get to the end. I know. Oh. I always listened to what other people had to say about me. 
right? I was fat. I was this. I was that. I was the other thing. And I remember there was this girl in, I was in like the fifth grade. And the girl, we were, you know how you have high childhood friends. And there was this boy and he liked me, right? And I was like, I don't like him. You know, like, and that girl said to me, uh, you better like him. You need to like him. You better take what you can get because you fat too. And I was in the fifth grade. So so that's how bullying. Right, right, right. And so, you know, back in the early 90s, in the late 80s, they weren't thinking about no darn bullying. But I always took that with me. Like, oh, I have to take what I can get just because I'm fat. You know, I have to take what I can get just because I'm bigger than the other girls. I have to take what I can get just because I'm this, that, and other thing. But you know what, Spring? After my ex and I broke up, the one that I was in a long-term relationship with, after he and I broke up, I really looked at myself in the mirror. And I said, April, you are really pretty. And you are amazing. And you are smart. And you are all of these great and wonderful things and I get to choose I don't like this okay I get to okay I get to choose mm -mm. I get to choose now who I'm who I decide to be in relationship with I get to choose I get to choose now who I want to deal with and so now can I stop that I just want you to know April uh-huh. I know every time we finish mm-hmm. oh, did she go with her pen every time we finish you feel like you're in a rush to go you really don't have to be in a rush to go. I would like to have a drinking partner tonight it's Thursday do you have something to do oh and I could DJ for oh, you can see oh, me DJ um everybody April took a bathroom break so I got to keep this going I poured her some of this Liberty Creek I don't like this taste that I'm tasting. It's okay. It's not as sweet as I would like it to be. It's more of a kind of like a tart taste. So I, um, yeah. And I was looking for that sweet red wine of Liberty Creek. And I couldn't find it. So I assumed this would be okay. But I don't like it. So I'm going to still drink my vodka and juice. I'm good. But anyway, just let people know that um, I love everybody. And I want to thank everybody for continually to boost our podcast. We're going to come up and do a little bit better. Um, um, Trying to do the video thing. Next time we podcast, I promise you there will be a video. And guess what? April and I will be on it, whether she wants to or not. And I also would like to let people know that... um, June the 26th of 2020. That's when I'm going live on Instagram. If the date don't be pushed back. Um, <laughs> my Instagram not. name. Do you? Are you on? You got me? Follow me. Mm-hmm. Instagram name is Miss M-I-S-S dot Smurfette S-M-U-R-F-E-T-T-E dot four nine. Because... Ladies and gentlemen, I will be 50 years old in this year. And I just want to thank God for allowing me to get there. I'm, look, I'm going to DJ my own damn party. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to have no DJ. Mm-hmm. 
that money will be in my pocket because it will be I know, me. That's right. And I will say that it's gonna be off the freaking chain. I'm going to rent a building. It's the only way you'll be able to get in. You got to have a ticket. I'm gonna have a certain amount. I have all the liquor you can drink, mm-hmm. all the food you can eat to mm-hmm. a run out. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all night old school party. I'm, I'm talking about 70s, 60s, 80s, 90s. You won't hear it all. I'm excited about that. Are you April? I'm really excited, and I hope you have men there who have money. Oh, April. I'm going to have all kinds of men. I don't know if they're going to have money. They got to have money. But, um, yeah, okay. But um, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because now, you know, now that of I'm course. in this whole uh, spiel of, not really spiel, but I'm on this whole self-love journey. Okay. Um, and, and really loving who I am and loving my Jelly roll. We're back on the jelly roll. Right. April just came out the bathroom. All right, I did. I'm sorry. Okay. She always got to have a bathroom. Okay. I know. Um, We're back on the jelly roll. Right. But I am, I decided, like I said, after my ex and I broke up, I decided, you well, toward the end of our relationship, I decided, I made a choice. I made a decision and I began to see myself differently. You know what I'm saying? And spring, I used to pray and pray and cry and pray and pray and ask God, God, please, I don't want to feel this way about myself. I don't want to look at myself with such hate. I don't want to hate what my body looks like. I don't want to hate what my, my face. I don't want to hate myself anymore. And I, I'm talking about spring. I would cry. I'm talking about boo-hoo crying. Your mom, crying. you tell your mother how you was feeling? Um, or your sister? Well, you know, it was always the April. My mother, would, I mean, poor thing. You know, she didn't really know. She, she would say things like, April, there's a thin girl in you just waiting to come out. You know, or she would say, if you got a really pretty face, you know, with, you know, what what your parents say, you know, I mean, because once again, when we were growing up, there was not a body positivity movement, right? right? It was, you got to lose weight. If you don't lose weight, you ain't going to get a husband. Ain't nobody going to love you. Ain't nobody going to like you, right? And so then the girl, when I was in fifth grade, she told me that I had to take what I can get because I was fat. So I took that programming with me all of my life. Right, and I did accept things that I should not have accepted for a very long time. I did put myself in positions that I should not maybe necessarily have been in, and so I had to really decide. I made the decision, like I said, toward the end of my relationship, I began to see myself differently. I began to see myself as beautiful, as pretty, as you know, like. It's nothing wrong with my body. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with who I am as a person. It's nothing wrong with you. You know, I began to really dig in. That's good. That looks so good. And really love. You want some vodka? Who I am as a person. Wait, let me drink. Now, how in the hell? Wait a minute. I got to stop this. (laughs) She loves me. Now, I offered April some wine. Tambaka, she said, no, 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 I have to go I have to go back home. I do have to go back home. And my thing is, I understand that, but her, uh, even, she always, I don't know why she rushes off after we finish the podcast. She doesn't have to. And like I said, you ain't got no little child at right. the house. Right. You really don't. No. Zalea's at work. Right. right. And even that, she's still, right. ni- what, 19? She could be 19 in July. Oh, wow. She's coming up. Yeah. Um. So you're not gonna get rested for leaving her home at eighteen. No, right? <laughs> absolutely not. 
Absolutely. I remember that. I left Jay home. Maybe I ate. It's seven years old. But he had to grow up. I think only children are the most maturest. Smartest right, children right, in the world because yeah. they know you got to learn the, the survival, the survival <laughs> mode. Yeah, you got to kick in. How to make uh, real cheese and oodles and noodles real early. <laughs> survival mode, quick. Uh-huh. And um, actually, April's gonna watch me DJ later on after this podcast. I'm over. really excited about this. Right? And uh, what? Yeah, April, thank you. I need that support because I'm really excited. right now, it's this is crazy. This is the funny part. Jay has been my biggest supporter. And the way he is about his mama. I was hoping he was going to say, this is him. Oh, mama, I'm excited. Get it together. Okay, I want to hear it. This is what you need to work on. This is that. Never once has he said, don't do it, mama. You're too old. You're this and that. Never once. No. He said, mama, I know how much you love music. He said, you love music way more than I do. I know how much you love. Like I can say, you love basketball way more than I love basketball, Jay. So he's talking to me like, hey, mom, do this. This is what you need to do. Don't be singing a whole lot. Don't be rapping on the phone when you be hearing your, on the microphone when you be hearing your song. <laughs> Just play the music, mama. It's okay to go up on the thing when you need to go up there and talk, whatever. But keep in mind, you're a DJ. Just play. And he's pushing me so hard. And I'm like, in my mind, like, I want to tell this little boy, I want this little boy to say, okay, mama, don't do it. He's not doing that. Right. He's not saying don't do it. Right. He's like, he's pushing me so hard. So I'm like. Cause in my head, like, what am I getting into? I'm about to go live, and I, I got 200 people something following me. Four won't even that much. When people find out that I'm going to go live, people are jumping on board. <laughs> so that's what you. So want, this getting right? you to go really good in a good way to the right, <laughs> or it can go really go bad to the left. <laughs> It's gonna go. It's really like good. a 50-50. It's so I'm like, really you know, my thing. All I can do is be me in the end. Right. All I can do is play music that I think people will love and enjoy and have fun. And when you come in Smurfette's world, yeah, there's no judgment. Right. There's no look down upon. Right. Just for one hour, if you can forget about your bills, your badass kids, mm-hmm. and just think, focus on you at that one moment for mm-hmm. one hour out of 24 hours mm-hmm. to feel like a kid again, mm-hmm. to feel like you can gyrate and dance and scream and yell and be free for one hour. That's going to be really fun. Drink water, drink alcohol, drink whatever you want to drink. And just for that one hour, let me put some happiness and love into your spirit and into your heart and go down memory lane because everybody got a song when they was a kid that they love and they, and children you know what whether they know they can dance or not most children gonna respond even babies will respond even one and two years respond mm-hmm. to music whether they bought their heads or arm mm-hmm. because it feels so good just for that one hour it's smurfett's world that's so, gonna be dope. I'm June twenty sixth. I don't know what time. You see, I didn't put a time on it. You gotta put a time. I gotta up put there a t- so people know what time. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture. Okay. On the twenty fifth, which is Thursday. Take a picture. Oh, I can do your flyer. I'm not messing with you, April. No, I'm for real. I can do your flyer. I need somebody to take my picture on the twenty fifth. Matter of fact, I'm wearing my Smurfette shirt and my hat and my gloves. Okay. So take a picture. Take a selfie and send it to. And, and I would let right. everybody know when I'm going live. Yes. And I really want to go live. Like, um, like I got some brothers beside me. So, I know I'm going to go over and say for one hour, I might be extremely loud. 
That's it. And I'm going live on Instagram. They might be saying, hey, what's your, what's your Instagram now? I want to see it too. Because right. they're going to hear me. You know? Right. So, that so way. this just goes to show, podcast family, that you are never too old and it is never too late to live your dream. And I think this is like the dopest thing ever. Well, thank you, April. That you are making the conscious decision to really do what it is that you said you're going to do. I think that is so, like, dope. Like, think about it, right? So, so alchemy, I, I read a lot. And so, here, recently I've been reading about alchemy. Well, I read the book The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. If you ever get a chance to read that book, that book, oh, my God, changed my life. Anyway, um, alchemy basically is you taking something right so you're taking like these raw materials and you're turning it into something of value right so typically they had in you know ancient times they had alchemists who were trying to turn you know rocks into gold okay right and going through all these chemical processes and things like that so when i say an alchemist i mean you're taking nothing and you're turning it you're turning it into something right and so you are taking, you took an idea, right? And you followed through with the idea and you bought DJ equipment. Now you bought DJ equipment. Remember the first podcast? Yes. And I said something I wanted you to You wanted to be I, a DJ. April, I said it and I really and meant it. And you meant it and you're doing it. And so this could be a lesson for everyone, including myself. You know, whatever it is that you want to do, do that. Because once again, it's never too late and you're never too old. I don't care if you were 75 doing it. You know what I'm saying? You are really about to about to do something that you want to, to do, do with your life. Like this is not anything about you got to pay the bills, you got to you know what I'm saying? You got to pay the car insurance, you got to make sure you got to put food on. This is not any of that. This is, I want to do this, and I'm going to do it. And I think that is so dope. Like, for lack of a better word, that is absolutely amazing. Wow. I'm about to, I'm about to cry. Don't cry. Thank you, April. No, I'm really, because I'm like, am I, do I need to be doing this at this age? Absolutely, you That's need to be that. doing it. But, you know, I was thinking. Imagine the, the inspiration. I told, I told this uh, young lady yesterday, I was telling her, she got two young kids, got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Mm. And I told her, I said, you know what? When I was your age, I didn't think about this. I said, but I'm 49 years old. I said, don't get lost in your children. That's right. And when I say this, I got lost in Jay. You do get lost in your kids. I got lost in him. You do. With what he want to do. With it. And so I, forget, I forgot about all the things that I used to right. love to do before I had him. Right. And you do. That happens to us and, all. Um, we get lost in yeah. our kids. And I got lost in him. And now Jay's 25. Jay about to be 26 in February. Right. And I'm like, he's doing what he need to do. He done traveled the world, did a basketball mm -hmm. thing. And he's working. He's doing what he loves and doing mm -hmm. what he's doing now. And I was like, uh, what do I like to do? Yeah. I like to write poetry. I'm back writing poetry. See? I'm back playing. And, and anybody that truly, even from school, knows me. No, I love to sing. I love music. I just love music. Mm -hmm. Period. The way I loved it. And for me to go this far to do this, That's, I was I hoping so somebody was going to say, Spring, don't do that. And Jay's my advocate. And he's no. like my top dog. I figured at one point in time he would say, Ma, you know what? Don't do it. 
And and sometimes you want it sounds stupid. You do want people to be like, no, don't do don't that. do it. So they help to, you fall to, back, right? To help you to this young man is not falling in, back on me. He was career. like, mom, before you go on, make sure you legit. You know what you're doing. I want this to go as far as it can go. He's like pushing me so hard. I'm like, Ugh. okay, where's that Jaybird at? That I, you know, I raised him to be like, if that's something you want to do, he said, mom, I know how much you love music. Do it. And he pushing me and pushing me. And I'm like, I'm waiting for him to say, Mom, you know what? Don't do it. I'm like, I need somebody to say, don't do it. No, no, <laughs> And no, no, nobody's no. saying are, that. Because we are not going to, people that really <laughs> love you, we are not going to allow you to live in that fear. Okay, thank Absolutely you. Absolutely not. Why would we do that? You know, and that's one of the things that I talked about the other day in Bible study is that, you know, me actually publishing my book and, and you know, really I'm having so ready this, for that. Oh, my God. I am scared to death. Are you? Absolutely. Why? Because um, I I don't know why I'm afraid. The way I know you, being people, afraid of the unknown. Right. I read that somebody yeah. put it. People afraid, afraid of, the, of unknown. the unknown. When we got look, let me tell you something. With because Jason. because so so my what ifs are what if you know nobody reads it. Number one, what if and listen. So here's the thing. What if right? I get really famous on it. And then people hear these problematic statements that I make, <laughs> and then they cancel me because I made because I made problematic statements in 2020. I'm about to get the English teacher fucked up. <laughs> no, she's not, guys. With some vodka, <laughs> put some you juice. Do some damn shots. Put some. No, I can't do shots. I got to drive home. Which way you got home right now? Not right now, but you eventually I'm going to bump some music and you'll be like, okay, okay, but I still got to just give me like a little shot of vodka, just a little bit spring and some juice. But so my fear is I'm, I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm afraid. Yes. I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm afraid of, you know, what's going to happen. I'm afraid that, like I say, it's going to take off and then I have to answer for these toxic comments and things that I say um I'm just afraid I'm really really afraid and the crazy thing is like I've been working on this book for years okay okay I mean years and years and years and so I'm afraid and so and so yeah um I'm afraid I'm really afraid and not only is it a book it's a whole entire brand right it is an entire brand that I'm launching here and I'm talking about t-shirts you know, all of it, the whole, the whole shebang. And so I'm excited about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm still scared guys. Like I'm really, really afraid. What's the name of it? The brand is called life is divine. Um, the book and, and the book is, I don't know what it's going to be called yet. Um, I want to say the book is actually going to be called life is divine too. Um, but yeah, so basically uh, what we're talking about, though, we need to go back because we are all off topic right now. Um, is loving yourself, oh, jelly rolls. loving your jelly rolls, and <laughs> loving loving your imperfections. You know, and I think this is so much more than your size. You know, love the fact that you had to get something amputated. Why not? Love the fact that you 
you know, may have a deformity in some way, that you got burned. No, I'm serious, that you have burned. I know a lot of African women, they have issues because they have tribal marks on their face. Love your tribal marks. They are gorgeous. They are gorgeous. And like I said, there is a lid to every single pot, right? And some lids don't even belong on the pots, but they fit. But they fit. I have this one pot, I call it my all-purpose pot, and I use it for everything. I don't even know where the original lid is because I'm using all different kinds of lids for it. But guess what? They fit. They fit. So basically what Love Your Jelly Rolls for me is love those things that people say are not perfect. Oh, my God. Because who are people? People are people are just as imperfect as you. One person is just as imperfect as you. Just because you may not look like somebody else, if you talk to them and you see, well, what are your imperfections? You'll find out. Some people have stinky breath. Oh, that's look. That is I'd rather worst. be known for anything, but not the stinky <laughs> breath. That's why I keep mints, gum, spray everything with me. Listen, I mean, I'm I dropping talk, a mint in my mouth every second. I used second. to talk to this guy years ago. Oh, my God. Zaleo was a little girl, and I was talking to him, and I really liked <laughs> you him. You get known for the stinky breath. <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't have stinky okay. breath. Okay. <laughs> but, but what he did have, and it was so weird, <laughs> he had stinky feet. Oh, my God. That, oh We're my not doing God. that. You ain't coming to my house. I was if I'm I, talking about, listen, I'm talking about his feet were so bad. I would. I don't care. Like it was like thirty degrees outside. I would have to open the window to let some fresh air into the room because you know he'd be in there sleep. No. I would have to open the window. And let, I was like, oh my god, I gotta get him some like odor. Oh, just, but Lord rest his no. soul. He did. Oh Lord, he's now me. passed away. So I'm sorry. Lord, because of the feet. I, I don't. No, no, no. <laughs> he got a car accident. Oh, I'm so sorry. He died. But I really liked him too. But he just had stinky feet. His Look, feet were. Still let me stinky. tell you something. I felt and so I, bad for him. And I'm not talking about this dude I you talking to, about. I wanted to get him some odor eaters. I'm talking about this guy you're talking about. So bad. If you have stinky feet. He was horrid. You're not taking good baths. Or maybe his Look, feet. Even listen. athlete. Jay was an athlete. My baby didn't have no stinky feet. That's good. Your feet, everything will sweat. Okay, what you do after you finish <laughs> practice? This drink is so strong. You need to go take a bath. I'm glad my baby's very clean. I'm glad he's and his feet did not stink. I'm glad. There should no, there should not be no reason for your I'm body, underarms, anything to stink. Let me tell you something. One guy told me. <laughs> I think something was. This wrong. is crazy. He worked hard though. He was a very hard worker. I think he you worked in like the log, the log fields or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe his shoes were wet. Oh, okay, and I don't the care. Shoes... You come home, you wash your feet. No, it ain't I really stink. think that that's what okay. happened. All right, so let's. All right, okay. Okay. All right, okay. That could have happened. Okay, I'm not yeah, gonna start. Maybe his shoes okay. were wet okay. because he worked in the log okay. fields. Okay. And or maybe I don't know. He worked somewhere outside. So he did something. Sometimes he worked outside. I think it was the log fields. Okay, anyway. this is about to go off. All right, Let's be we, talking we about Jelly Roll. Okay, right. now you don't talk. You talk about your Jelly Roll. You comfortable with what you say about Jelly Roll? Oh, absolutely. I'm very comfortable with myself. Okay. I love exactly who I am. Oh gosh, I I'm so happy. My body. I'm I so love great. who I am because, April. like I said, the only thing that has stopped me from getting anything that I want is nothing. Is myself. Let me tell you. And men love me. Oh gosh. I love me. Men love my body. Like so, I'll say so. So so I'll say stuff like, "Yeah, because I'm gonna get surgery." 
you know, and get like the Brazilian butt lift. No. And they'll be like, why are you going to do that? Exactly. And so I had this one guy was like, men don't really like that. He it's was like, they like natural women. He was like, I don't care what it is. As long as it's real, real. we don't care. Right. I was like, oh my God, are you really serious? He was it's like, serious. yeah. I'm telling you. So, so yeah, they like it. Like they, men love you. I don't care how big you are. Now, mm-hmm. if you're not healthy, you know, you want to get healthy. But if you are a size 22 and your numbers are looking good and you're healthy, men don't care. They don't. They really don't. When I say- and not only that, but I think we as women, this is one thing I'm writing about in my book. It's we strong, as, but it's good. Drink it's it. That's all I'm giving you. You need some more juice? Yes. Are you weak? Yes. You're a weak person? Yes. I'm not a big You're not drinker. strong? I'm not a big okay, drinker. Okay, but just April. I'm not going to let you drive drunk. I promise you. Okay. We're about to get on. Trouble. you about to dance. Okay. But I know you I'm say you can't is, dance, but I'm about to bring dance. some memories back to you with so my So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, as long as you're healthy, you're good. If you're not healthy, you do what you got to do to get healthy and keep it moving. But we as women have got to stop being so concerned about what men want for us. Because let me tell you a secret. They don't care what we want. Men do exactly what they want to do when, when they, they want, want to do it, how they want, want to do it, it. and with hey. whom they want to do it with. Preach. Whether they are married, whether they are single, whether they're divorced, they don't care. I agree. Men do exact, they don't care what they look like. They, they don't, don't care how big they are. They oh, don't care how man. small their penises are. They don't care. They don't care how much money they don't have. They don't. They don't care. Men don't care. They don't. And so women really need to be concerned more with themselves. Focuses on you. And whatever you want your life to look like, you create that life for yourself. Because you are an ultimate alchemist. You can do that. Yes, you can. And so I really think that women, we get so concerned with what men think and how they feel right. and what they want and what they think and what who cares? You at that age. You I'm are so mature. Who cares? You are Because so this is the thing. Mature. Either I I've got to say something real. You are so mature. I've got to say something real vulgar. But either you're gonna deal with me or you're not. And if you're not, you're so that's mature. okay. You go and you deal with who you want to deal so with. Mature. I'm good. I'm so proud of you, April. I'm good. Thank you, Spain. And this is real talk, and I'm not saying this because I think, you know, my friend, I said we hadn't talked for years when I even thought about doing this podcast right. two years ago. Right. And Jay was like, Mommy, you always talking about what you're going to do. You got great right. thought, right. great right. talk, right. but you never go through with it. You remember when we got laid off from my job <laughs> and I, um, I pressured you into going to back to school? <laughs> And you didn't want to go. You really wasn't going to do it. You know what? And I pressured you, and you went back. You remember? I do, and I don't. And you got a degree, and I didn't even get one. <laughs> That's how I've always been. You know? Like, I because you already had the four years. Man, let me right? tell you. Let me but tell you. But you got your degree in medical office, office administration. administration. I did. And I didn't I did. even finish my program. Thank you, April. So that's what I'm saying. God I forgot about that. For I forgot about that. And the funniest thing about that is, when I got there, I was like one of the oldest ones that's in there in the class. Right. But I had so many of the young people that were supporting me, mm-hmm. and it was funny. 
I thought it was hilarious myself. And I had this one white lady. I can't remember her name. But I could see her face. And I was like, God, my son is having. Let me tell you how God works stuff out. This is crazy. I said, my son have an issue with his math. And she said, I'm a math teacher. Mm. I do um, algebra, geometry, uh, trigonometry. She did like the highest of the math that it goes. And I was like, and she was in my class. And she was actually always in my um, team, on my team, whenever we had to write up, do a project. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really? Where do you live? She didn't live, no, she didn't live probably like, it won't even 10 minutes from me. And she was like, bring your son to me. This woman did not, let me tell you, I, I want to say she may have charged me $20, $25 for like may, maybe an hour, which is great because my son learned so much about this certain type of math. I can't remember what math it was. And I was like, Jay, I got somebody in my, in my class that's a, a math teacher. And she does algebra, trigonometry, all that stuff. And she loved my son. Literally. Jay would come home and know more stuff than he ever known. He was like, oh, mama, she's so easy. I understand her. So all of that would not have happened if I did not make you. April, well, well, thank you. <laughs> I thank you. You remember? And, I, you know, I do and I don't. Really, Spring? I'm serious. A little April. I'm almost 50. But guess what? I'm glad you brought it to mind my remembrance. Yeah. I really am. And I'm telling you, when I told Jay, I said, Jay, you know what? I want to do a podcast, but I don't want to do it by myself. And he, and he was like, well, well, who would you want to do it with? And I lied to you not. I hadn't talked to you in years. There's so many other people I met through my life. Right, right. And I was like, April. That used to what he said. He said, Miss April used to work with. I was like, yes. And I was like. Although we don't see each other like that, but right. me and April could always go back and glue. Mm -hmm. Paper and glue. Mm -hmm. Like, we and never I skip a beat. That your name is Spring and my name is April. April. <laughs> I don't think that that's a coincidence. But I have a confession. Oh, God. I hated my name. I hated my name growing up. I did not tell people my name. I'm t I, you know, after I, I got older, I wanted to be Sabrina. I like that name. I did not like my name, and I can't remember who this dude was. I was till I turned sixteen, cause I got joked on so much for my name, and I'm, people don't realize your name is you. Right, right. And it may sound cute, however, you, whatever you name your child to you, right. but at that moment, when kids be like, mm, "Spring," you know, and that, and that's a, although that's more like an up to date name. It was back yeah. in the seventies. So, but the lady that I was named after, she was born in, uh, she should be about 65 now. And a very smart black lady. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell people how I got my name. My dad and my older sister went to a graduation. And um, I, I can't remember what graduation, who, who was the person, was apparently a family member. But anyway, when they got there, every name that was called that day, I mean like, her name was called so much. He was like, I can't get this name out of my head. Her name was Spring Woodbury, black female. She got every top award. She got every time. I mean, no matter what it was, Spring Woodbury. Spring, Spring Woodbury for this. 
Spring Woodbury for that. You should see if you can find Spring. I looked her up. She should be about 65. And she's either living or she's not living. She's in New York. Okay. That's where my dad went to graduation. My older sister. And they call her name so much that the white people back in the 70s, they couldn't stay, stay standing. Right. Because they knew they were going to call her name. They call her name for everything. She blowed out every white person with a ward in 1970. And during that time, my mom was in the hospital. They ready to have me. Mm-hmm. They didn't know it was a boy or a girl. And when my dad got back to the hospital, he was like, man, this black girl was so darn damn smart. Like, it's unreal. Like, that she got every award there was. You know they didn't want to call that girl name in 1970, Spring Woodbury. Right. She got for the smartest thing of this. I got a perfect name. And I'm also named Spring. Cause I would have looked themselves Spring. This girl named Spring Woodbury. She's smart as I don't know That's what. Dope. That's how I got my I name. I got my name because my mother. I was actually a month and a half early, okay. and my mother did not have a name for me yet. And I was I was only like four pounds when I was born. Can you believe it? I was so little that my uncle he passed. Will you drink it? It's right here. Okay, drink it. He used to call me Doc. Cheers. He used to call me Dot. Because, cheers. You got to okay. keep cheering, folks. Cheers. He used to call me Dot because I was so little. And he called me Dot until the day he died. Like, I was his That's dot. your daddy's brother? No, my mother's brother. Okay. And so my mom had me when she, like I said, I was a month and a half early. You older than No, the I'm younger. I'm the baby. Oh, okay. I was supposed to have been born May, like, 12th or something. Maybe not a month and a half, but, like, four weeks early. I was early. Anyway, I was eventually born April the 9th. And my mom did not have a name for me. She was going to name me Nolena. That's nice. I'm glad she did not name Nolena. me Nolena. Because my dad's pretty. name is Nolan. So she How was well I know me. Mr. Nolan. I'm about to go. What room is he in? You can't even get I'm a, back Hey, there. I work for a hospital. But my mom at Biden. I bet you can get back there. there. I got my badge. I ain't going to tell you. Anyway. She's going to name me Nolena. Ward? Is he Ward? Yeah. So... Um, I'm glad she did not name me Nolina, but I hated like when I was growing up, I hated the fact that she named me April. I hated it. And I used to tell them, Call me Didi, don't call me April. So what is your whole name? I have the whitest name ever. It's okay. April Lynn Ward. How white is that? That's very white. <laughs> That's like 99.9% white. That's why I named Zalea It's Zalea okay. It's okay. It's because okay. I was like, I, it's okay. uh-uh, I want my baby to have a black name. It's okay. And she is April, not like I'm her mother I'm glad you're my friend. All. But getting back to where I was telling the story about how I wanted you to be in the podcast. Oh, I was right. like, sorry. Go ahead. I've worked with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It ain't nothing against anybody that I've right, worked with. But your name, not just because it's April. I was like, you know what? I always think about April. And um, she would be perfect for this with me. I've got to pull her in. Do you remember I told you to meet me at? <laughs> but, listen, but listen, let me say this. You so. was like, I was able. Like, I trust me when I say this. This is going to be so well worth it. And you got people. We've been listening to over 334 That's times. Dope. But listen, so let me tell you why I decided to say yes. <laughs> because, so my brand is Life is Divine, right? But I have been playing with living life. I promise you. 
I had you been playing with it. I had been playing so with amazing. it. I had been playing with it. So amazing. And when you said the podcast is going to be called Living Life, I was like, really? Yeah, you never you told were me. like, yeah. And I was like, spring, that is like the name that, that I'm playing crazy. with. That is crazy. So, you know, so I do that feel is like crazy. this is definitely divine intervention. My friend. I definitely feel like we are doing what is we're supposed to what be doing. God wants us to do right now. And I'm telling you, when you get played 330-something sometimes. That's dope. That's a lot, April. That is a lot. Just to listen to our little podcast. Yeah. And then when they got four countries, they, they add it on to us. Somebody either is in a US, on a U.S. base listening to us. I just appreciate them listening to us. <laughs> I really do. Like, on some real shit. Like, I really appreciate And my number one advocate, Tamika Moore. Thank you. Yay, Tamika I appreciate Moore. it. And I always say, I don't care if it's just one person so that listens. It, hey, that one person, we can rock. We can rock. We can rock. That's what I tell people. Like when I was really a warrior for Jesus, and I would speak at church and stuff, I would always say, "God, just give me one." I would. That was always my prayer. God, just give me one. You know what I always think about? What? When Abraham begged the Lord not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Mm -hmm. he said, "There's just so many, so many." He kept kept going down, and God said, "You know what?" If you can I love you one, one person. Yeah. I will not destroy the yep. city. And then he went down 15, 20, 20, 15. We kept going, knocking it down, knocking it down, knocking it down. And got the one. He's like, hey, Lord, if there's just one that's faithful. But we didn't don't couldn't even find, find one. one. <laughs> that's sad. That's but this just let you know, I thought about you. And I, I was like, you. hey, I Jay. I was like, hey, because even, th- I don't care. And you don't realize how much this means to me, but I'm going to tell you now. Okay. You give people their flowers while they're living. Absolutely. I truly believe that. You don't wait till they're dead. They can't hear you. Right. You want people to know, lift their spirits up. Right. And I told you, I said, April's always been there. When I would ask you, like, hey, Jay need help with writing a certain type of thing. Like, you can help us. Mm-hmm. April right. never once said no. Like, I don't have time. She never once said that. She'd be like, oh, I'm going to really help that baby. I help that right. baby. She always said. <laughs> but see, what they don't know is, but so for me, that's a talent. Like that's not that's not something that I don't have to work hard at because it, we have to work I'm hard at naturally it. good at it, right? Oh my god! So I that think boy, every papers, time he turned turn eight, I may have done it in an hour. Oh my god! You don't even know how. Maybe two, look, depending on look, you know people, if you got if you got to have a work site page. If you don't know an English teacher, please get you an English learn teacher. one, find one. I'm want. telling, you, April has helped us. Through the years, she had helped us. And Jay, I always remember Miss April. He would say, Miss April. I love him so much. Even to the day, Miss April. He's such a sweet baby. <laughs> he is. I love him. I do. And I just want to thank you right now. You I'm telling so you, you don't realize I go so back that you had helped us so I'm so glad I was able to help much. I'm so glad. You remember when we went to VCU. To that baby, we had a good time. We, we did. <laughs> we really had a good time, right? Yes. We so did. I had, it, like, a couple of years after that, I had met one of the uh, AAU coaches, and he was like, "What you doing at VCU?" Because he went through my inst- he my, okay. my Instagram. He was like, "What you doing at VCU?" I was like, "Oh, my friend's son plays for VCU." He was like, "Who is it?" Not VCU, St. Joseph. Right, St. Joseph. He played at VCU. He was like, "Who is it?" I said, "Um, James Demery." 
He was like, you know James Demery? Oh, wow. I was like, calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, man, I'm a VCU coach, and I've been seeing him. I mean, AAU coach, and I've been seeing him play for years. He he got it. He got it. I was like, oh, yeah. So I stopped talking to him because I thought maybe he was, like, more interested in Jay than he was me. So I was like... I'm not talking to you, you anymore, sir. No, but sometimes, you know the <laughs> But crazy. we had a really good time, right? The crazy thing is, years after that, my ex-boyfriend, he now lives in Richmond. And we, when we were still together, I would go to Richmond. Richmond. And I'd be like, wait, VC, and I would see where we parked at. So I knew exactly where we were after me and him got together. You know, I learned the city a little right. bit. I knew exactly where we were. I knew exactly where we could have parked. <laughs> we, you mean when me and you We had went to walk like two miles April. away. No, you didn't. Yes, that I was, didn't know then. That was but, dirty, people. But, okay, I'm learning this now. I, can get, I can't even get mad with April. Right, because I didn't believe. know. I didn't know when we went the first time. With BCU, I was like, April, oh, yeah, my God, we got know. to walk two Girl, we walked know. so we, it was a, freaking it was a long walk. far, but it was very enjoyable. We had a good we time. We had a good time. We did have a good time. And so, um, yeah, Spring and Jay, they will always be very special to me. Thank always, you, April. Forever. Thank you. Because you're my son. And Jay always remember, oh, my God, he's a Miss April. I love that. He, he gets, he's like, he said, who's Miss Toy Ma? I said, go on her page. She's on my friend. He said, oh, yeah. He said, no. He said, no, I'm talking about Miss April. I was like, okay. So he always remember you. Yeah, I said, I want to help you with your paperwork. Like, I can't do this. I'm working. I'm not a good writer. Yeah. I can do poetry. You can write poem however you want to, whether you misspell the word, whatever. Yeah, right. That's how you feel. But English, to be able to get correction, you know. Yeah. So I, I said, Miss April, I think. He said, oh, thank you, Miss April. He'd be yeah. so excited. I'm, I'm, I was excited. I'm telling you. I'm telling right, you. I'm glad. Because some days I would follow up. Sometimes I wouldn't because I knew what it no, was. No, you I was knew. You. you was great. Yeah, and, I knew. I and was what you gave it. me, it meant I had been your best, but it was best to us. Right. Just so and Jay was like, was boom, I got a B plus or yeah. A in it. You know, I'm yeah. like, boy, stressing me. Yeah. But he got through it. And I'm I glad. thank you. And he graduated. I'm and so he's so glad. appreciative. And then he got a, you know, I'm, I'm just. I'm just so I grateful. I love that sweet baby. I do. I he love him is. so much. He's so he is sweet. sweet. Everybody has loved little Jay Bird. Because he's so sweet. He is a sweet We've been up here for two hours. It doesn't matter. Okay. We can let it go. The podcast can go. Do you know a podcast can go to three to four or five hours? It, it doesn't really, matter. I don't think we should. Yes. Because we want Why not? people to continue. People enjoy. Trust me. People we got that I know that on my end. They say they love it. Really? Like, it That's goes good. out. Yes. They good. love it. They don't have nothing else. What do people else have got to do? Especially but talk about word. life. Especially but Yeah, to life and stuff. a lot of people listen to podcasts. Because I would listen to podcasts when I would be at work. Now, April, if I need you, to it's time work. for me to do my um, uh, Instagram DJing. Uh-huh. I don't know if I want to be here by myself. How <laughs> 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 might need that look? <laughs> little engagement, like I need somebody here with me. Like, I'll come, okay, I'll push come me, spring. Like, I'll come, I'll come and be with you. But you know what? Still, this still always relates back. Okay, to April. Mm-hmm. And Jay was saying, "Mama, you know, I'm used to you saying stuff you ain't doing, but you'll never go back." When he said that, and then I did a podcast, like a boom podcast went smoothly. Mm-hmm. We were on mm-hmm. our tenth episode, living That's life with amazing. Spring April. I'm excited. We got over three hundred thirty something views and plays. That's awesome. Keep listening to yes, us. If you want to keep, you want to be funny. Fun. Keep listening to us. Yes, 
and we're gonna start videotaping soon real soon sooner than april think sooner i've got a nice camcorder i haven't even put together it. but it's beautiful and it's nice my camcorder i ordered from amazon oh, okay. came in ben came in and um speaking of amazon we're gonna do quick, good let me just say this so i ordered a desk i told you i ordered yes desk. you did my desk is flashy so I got my floors done in my office. I'm not drinking no more after this, y'all. Me Zalea and I put my chair together yesterday. My chair is. Did you see on Facebook? I posted it. It's a nice ass chair. It's nice. You did very well. Right. So April, I drinking. How you feel, April? I'm I'm good. So let the people know how you feel. I feel Tell good. I'm you feel good. good. You feel good. Like in what way? <laughs> I'm not like drunk. You buzzing. No, 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 no. You got a little taste of, but I want you to feel. Um, I feel. Hey. See, I need to feel like this when it's time for me to go on. Live. I feel good. Like I don't feel, you know, I feel good. I feel good. So you don't need no more. No, absolutely not. Okay. I gotta drive home. Okay. So anyway, um, me doing great. Damn, what am I saying? Oh, my desk. So I said I'm gonna put my desk together. Cause I felt like Superwoman after I put the chair together, right? I said I'm gonna put my chair together. I'm gonna put my desk together because how hard can this shit be, right? It ain't nothing but lines. It's a puzzle. How about I took all of those pieces out that big ass box? So the box has been sitting in my living room since like April 21st. Okay. Uh-huh. So I said, all right, get this stuff out of the box. So I took all the stuff pieces out of the box. I'm looking in the box. Uh, so I'm looking at the instructions. And I'm like, well, what is going on? Child, I didn't have any of the screws. I got drawers. I don't have any of the drawer slides. I didn't have anything. So I had to email the company and tell the company, uh, excuse me, y'all sent me this box, but y'all didn't send me any of the hardware to go along with putting a desk together. Okay. So now I just have desk pieces okay. sitting around in my so office So they got to bring you see some stuff. They got to send me some stuff. Okay. So it's that okay. really sucks. It's okay. But I just feel the, I just feel the productivity Okay. You know, when I go into my office, like I want to do something, I want to create, I want to, I want to okay, write, I want to do something, but I need a desk. Right. Okay. So now I'm it's mad coming. It's because coming. the desk. Don't is get coming. mad. The it's desk coming. is coming. I believe that it's the coming. Desk is coming. It's coming. So and I put it together. It's coming. It's coming. And I, um, I wish you well on your my book signing. I, want to I will be the first one there. Thank you. I, I, I want to also. Um, Cause I love journals, so I want to create my own line of journals and my own line of teacher planners. Um, yeah, I want to do that. I'm going to do. That. You're going to do. You got I'm s- going to do. People it. don't realize it. Look, dope. look, look. If you know God like I know in faith, so you've good. got to speak it in existence. I truly believe I that. I know for a fact up. God listens. He has Absolutely listened to me. Listen. Of all people, He has listened to me. Just about all my life, he has listened to me. So he is real. I'm going to have to order something to eat because I can't go home. Okay. We about to dance. Right, but I still need Okay, are we going to... So I got you. I, I got no problem with that. No I, problem. I got some money. No, I'm not worried about it. I got you. Though. I got you. DoorDash. <laughs> DoorDash is high, Zalea said. Is it? Most uh, restaurants deliver. Look, pizza? Pizza is good. But we'll do pizza. Okay, April is fucked up. Talk April. I want to talk stupid. <laughs> I want the English teacher to talk stupid for once. <laughs> Dumb damn English teachers. You got to have. <laughs> it's awesome. But I want to get back to, we talking about Jelly Roll. Right. And I'm I want to tell you. Tell your story. Men, 
Let me tell you something. I've been skinny most of my life. Really? April, yes. I didn't know that. I've been very little most of my life. Mm-hmm. This is Jay Bird when he was three. No, he wasn't even three. Jay Bird, well, I don't even know he was. No, he wasn't even two. Jay Bird broke like 10 months in that picture. Oh, yeah, I see you. So I never had an issue with weight. Never. Okay. I started having an issue with weight. I went back down to, uh, I always been like 11, 12. And when I had Jay, I gained 50 something pounds. And then after two years, I dropped that. I went down to a size 7, 8. Mm. After two years, I was 27. So about 29, I went back down to 7, 8. Then I was partying hard and clubbing and stuff. And then when I, um, Take care of my son, of course. Then when I um, hit my mid-30s, that's when I started gaining weight, and it was hard for me to control it. Mm-hmm. And I would go up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So now I'm like right, probably right at a 14, 12, 14. That's where I'm at. Okay. I noticed with men, when I was extremely skinny, mm-hmm. I didn't get as much attention, to be honest with you. And this is real talk. I didn't get as much as attention. I didn't get as much attention, but then when I started gaining weight, this is no lie. I got more attention with men when I gained weight. So now I was like, damn, the really men like women, thicker women or whatever. Yes. I'm 49. I don't mind what my weight is. The only thing I want to get rid of, uh, if I could lose a couple of pounds in my belly section, because I know that it has something to do with your heart, cardio, and all the extra. It makes your blood pump harder. The bigger your waistline is, we do know that being in the medical field, mm-hmm. and also being in the medical field, which I love, I have the doctors freely. They talk to me freely. Mm-hmm. I can ask them any question; they'll tell me. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, I'm not a doctor. I want people to know this. I'm a unit secretary in the ED, but I'm experienced up close and personal, all kind death daily. So I see this daily. Um, my thing is take care of yourself. Exercise. When I say exercise, if you don't want to do that strenuous, you can walk. If you can walk five miles a day, walk five miles a day. Said so if you don't want to do that uh, DVDs with cardio and all the extra strenuous, walk five miles a day at least. And it seems like it's a lot, but if you put music and stuff and have in your ears and you walk five miles a day, it's really not that bad. Right. Two miles of where you're getting to, three miles back, or find another way. But try to do five miles a day. If you can do 10,000 steps a day, that's all good. Um, getting back to the jelly roll, I've never had no problem with no man as far as my jelly roll and stuff. If anything, it helps more cushion for the pushing. That's what I say. And men love it. Because I'm telling you, when you get with a skinny dude, that shit hurt. If you skinny and he's skinny. But if you got a little weight and you got that little pouch, well, you sick. got that little pouch down there to help bounce <laughs> back off that bone, it helps them and helps you. Men love I'm more bounce for the ounce. I had a skinny guy. Oh, I don't like skinny dudes like I that. don't typically mm-hmm. date skinny guys. I don't like skinny I guys. I normally like guys that's like, mm, that's like Marshawn Lynch's size. Oh, girl, that thickness, yes. yes you got to have that thickness. Thick, I like them thick. Hey. But I'm going mm. to say this, though. They're skinny, them skinny ones, 
They had some good size, you know what? Yeah, about. they long, but they be hurting. They be hitting them areas. Uh-uh, this one, he do that. You he got know, a little thickness. Maybe he like big women, because, you know, if you like big women, you know how to, Okay. you know, do it with a big woman. Okay. But that skinny one I had, he was amazing. Okay. He's fun. I'm going to okay. call him tonight. <laughs> I'm going to keep pushing the alcohol. <laughs> I'm going to keep pushing the alcohol on that English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm going to call him and see how he doing. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. test him. Come on. Ain't no, ain't no man no, stupid. They know out of the blue. You call him out of the blue. <laughs> they already know. They already know it. <laughs> no, I'm going to just text to see how he doing. We didn't talk today. We normally talk We already know. We already know what that's about. I'm going to text. What time is it? <laughs> Oh, he off work. I'm going to text him. 644. Yeah, I'm going to text him and see how he, see how he his See how his day works. Look, love, look ladies, love yourself. Women, please love yourself. Love and yourself. women, if you have daughters, please teach them to love themselves at an early age. Because if you don't, they think there's something wrong with them. They yes. got a little meat on their bones. Yes. Or if they extra skinny or if they just extra big. Please, women, if you have daughters. I don't have any daughters. I had a son. And... I had the outrageous ordinary son because he was already into his body when he was a little boy, five years old. He was like, I got to do push-ups. I got to do sit I'm like, where this mess coming from? I ain't teaching you this. But it's, I don't know if it's a na- nature for boys to Maybe. want to just know. work out because he was like a this. fit kid. Like I he do. I feel like I failed my daughter. No. Yeah, because. No. Let me tell you why I feel like I failed her. Because oh. when she was born. I still was not in a position to love myself and to okay. love my body. All right. It was not, once again, until she was like 17, 18, that I began to turn over. Well, maybe not 17, maybe like 16, that I began to turn over this new leaf and really come to the conclusion well, that Well, never I too really late. Better, as you tell me, never I, too late now. So, right, it's never too late, never too old. But now, I wish I would have started with her when she was two. And three, you got to start and early. Because, and, and I would tell people, um, I'm saying male because I have a son, but I would say female as well. If you don't instill everything you want to instill in your child before they're 13, right. it's too late, right? You got to instill all this stuff in them before they're 13, right? If you, you don't, got to. if you don't, they think they grown already by 13. So, I'm like, look. Love your kids. Tell them what you, or show them what you want to know before they're 13. I still say that's the perfect age. Right. And the rest is, goes on. I, I'm a living proof. I steal everything as much as I could. When Jay was 13, he didn't get no more weapons after 13 because he looked at me like, you know what he said to me? <laughs> your weapons don't hurt no more, mama. <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> and I was like, really? Okay, let me call your granddaddy. Oh, don't call granddaddy. Granddaddy Al Keys, oh my God, that was a great, that's one of the greatest men I've ever known in my life, besides my stepdad, Herman Whitaker, mm-hmm. they helped raise me from seven years old, I'm sorry, five years old to 14, then my biological dad, Frank McKenzie. So, Never forgot him. Oh, and, so your um, biological dad, so you have your stepdad's last name. Yes, my mother was married to him way before I was even born. She married him when my oldest sister, which is his, was her dad, back in back in the fifties. 
My biological dad is a McKenzie from Birmingham, Alabama. Go ahead. Okay. And um, he was in my life until my mom left him. Mm Mm-hmm. 1976. Okay, And I was five years old. We came back down here to her first love which was Herman Whitaker so I got his name you know she already had that name it was already married but they split for a minute mm-hmm. and then she got my dad for so many years and he went with another woman for so many years they got but they got so they truly have a love story I see and he just died two years ago it'd be two years coming up um, hmm. I love him he was very good to me he's very good to that. us I hate that too but Life goes on. He was very good. Because I always tell people I got two fathers. Mm-hmm. Frank McKenzie and Herman Whitaker. You know. Mm-hmm. You know how stepfathers be with their stepdaughters? They molest them and shit. Yeah. My stepdaddy was awesome. I'm telling you, this man, oh my God. And I remember Herman. When he said to me. I asked him what that was like. I met Herman when I was five. And I think I probably was like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And I said, Herman, can I call you daddy? He said, Spring. You can call me whatever you want to call me. I'll answer to it. And then I started calling him daddy. I think I was like 10 or 11 years old. And he would always answer. But then I was like, dang. In my mind, I'm like, he ain't my real daddy. He was my real daddy. But in my mind, I was like, he ain't ready. I'm just going to call him Herman. Mm -hmm. So I started back calling him Herman. And that was it. And um, he was truly a great stepdad. Never made me feel no kind of way. He always, always loved me. I know he did. And I would, me and my sister would go visit him through the years. Even though my mama left him, we still go see him. Because, you know, we raised a child from five years to 14. That is your dad. That's all you know. Yeah, yeah, that's your daddy. So, you don't have to be blood kin for anybody to be your father or mother. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that loves you and you know they love you. And I love you. And I love that picture of Jay right there. Oh, yeah, that was his year. I loved it. He was so more. He loved. I, I never known a kid that loved basketball as much as my son did. I and I know when he retired, I was like, oh my God, my son loved the game of basketball. And you know how he used to talk about it. In this, and then and Rashawn was like, oh, Jay got to come. And when Jay would come, he was so always oh, so quiet and so humble and so shy. <laughs> and he y'all was. be trying to get him to talk. And he wouldn't say anything. He was like, hey. He was like, Jay. I'm telling y'all. Be like, yeah, he y'all would he not believe this like, kid was my kid because he I was had so much mouth. But he was very even when he got a little bigger. He would not talk, and I'm like, he yo, would not talk. Yo, you the kid for spring? Me, like, you sure this is your child? This kid already right, talk. Right. When we went to VCU, <laughs> he like he. So you was you know talking to the other players and stuff, and he came beside me real slick. And he was like. <laughs> Thank you for bringing my mama. Was, <laughs> <laughs> and so me, I'm excited. I was like, "Oh my god, it's fine. It's no, it's no problem. You're so welcome." He was like, "Thank you." <laughs> I guess he was like, "If this lady don't stop being so damn extra and get herself together, I was so happy." Hey, you never told me that. He had finally talked to me. Because <laughs> he just, he just be like, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) 
He was definitely like this is that. Like, I think that's like the first entire sentence <laughs> he has given me in life. But I still love him so that much. That is so <laughs> funny. But let me tell you something funny. Jay, for some reason, he didn't want nobody to hear his voice, right? Really? So he would always come to me and whisper. And I'm like, people going to think that something wrong with you, something wrong with me. <laughs> I'm blind that you, could, you can't talk. <laughs> so, I lie to you not. His P, his doctor, his P's doctor. So I said, well, do he talk? And I was like, yeah, he talked to me. He won't talk to nobody else. <laughs> and he, he, I guess he thought I was lying too. He was like, well, when he got to go to the bathroom, how did he talk to you? Because Jay was trained at um, 15 months. Mm-hmm. Going to the bathroom. I was like, well, he don't verbally say anything, but he'll hit me. He'll tap me. And he'll pat himself in the front when he has to pee. And then he'll pat himself <laughs> in the back when he got the dump. So we had this like, deaf sign language. <laughs> And the doctor thought I was lying. I was like, that's what he, t- you know, he had pat and he hit me. Like, and I was like, you got the doo-doo? Aww. Do you have the doo-doo? Say it, doo-doo. He wouldn't do it. Got the pee, he had pat himself in the front. So I knew he un- we understood each other. Right. Did nobody else understand? I understood it. He understood it. Okay, right. I got you. He go in the refrigerator, open it up. Your point. Milk. You want milk, water, juice. He wouldn't say it. He would just point. Milk, water, or juice. Do you want? I said, okay, oh, you want water. Then he hit me. Say it. Mm-hmm. Milk, juice. I know he didn't want water. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, you want water. So he knew. He knew. What I was saying. So the doctor was like, okay, he's going to be one of them. When he talks, he's going to talk in a complete sentence. Here, Dr. Dover already knew. You know who Dr. Dover is? Mm-hmm. And we have said, Yeah. He said, He's going to speak. And he looked at James. James, I know you know what I'm saying. James looks like this. I said, Why he acting like a nigga? A real one, too. And I was like, Jay, just tell him what you what you know what I know. He said, I know. He said, James ain't got to say nothing. And Jay was just looking at him like this. And I lied to you not. He said, when he talked, he's going to talk in a full sentence. And I swear to you, this is his first sentence he ever said. He's at his aunt in Raleigh. He said, I need my umbrella. I stopped. His aunt stopped. Said, what did you say, Jay? He didn't say it no more. <laughs> she said, spring. Did he just say he need an umbrella? Because it was raining outside. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's what it sounded like he said it. Jay, did you say that? He didn't say nothing else. He's one of, I don't know why he was acting retarded. So then, I'm just saying, I don't know. I, look, April, I'm like, what is with this dude? Like, you understand, I understand you. Like, what is the problem? You let you know, people hear your voice. So then, I put him in um, daycare mm-hmm. at three. Did you? Yeah, for two years I stayed at home with him. Mm-hmm. That's how we learned. He learned all that silent. He the one taught me that. I didn't teach him that silent. He taught me that. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, um, I was at work. They were second shift, forty minutes. Mm-hmm. And his teacher called me from daycare, scared me to death. It's spring. Your son's daycare calling. Mm-hmm. Girl, I ran that phone so hard it scared me so bad. Miss Whitfield was her name. She says, Spring, I know you have been telling us all the time that Jay could talk. 
She said, everybody heard his voice today. Mm-hmm. And she said, I almost dropped my pan of spaghetti. The mm-hmm. children just screamed and hollered. Mm-hmm. James talked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, James can talk. What did he say to you? She said, girl. She said, I went around. I said, if you want some more spaghetti, <laughs> tell I me. <laughs> She said, I told the kids, when I come around, if you don't tell me you don't want no more spaghetti, I'm going to put the spaghetti up and you just will be waiting till your parents get back home. That's it. She said, I went every time. Every child says, Miss Whitfield, I want some more spaghetti. I want some more spaghetti. She said, I got the James. James, do you want some more spaghetti? Jay had been there a year. Uh They never heard his voice. I told you they thought I was lying about he could talk. She said, Spring. She said, I had to call you. She said, why? <laughs> she said, I went past him. And I asked the other child, do you want some more spaghetti? She said, all we heard were, Miss Whitfield, I want some more spaghetti. <laughs> she said, girl, when I said I almost dropped that whole pan on the floor, every child was like, James talk, James talk. <laughs> like the kids were like, when he was three April. The children went crazy. She said that whole place went, it's like, it just went, they could not, James had been a whole year, never heard his voice. Oh, what? She said, but I knew he knew what I was saying to him. Right. And she said, girl, she said, James, you want some more spaghetti? And he was like, yes, ma'am. And he ain't said nothing else. She said, girl, <laughs> she said, you ain't got to talk no more. <laughs> they gave him some more <laughs> He was <laughs> I was like, I don't know why you did not want nobody to hear your voice. That baby. That baby was hungry. I said, you hungry? <laughs> but when Wait, she come in. Oh, we my God. Okay, people. We got to get off spray. Getting back to your jelly roll. Love I'm yourself. I'm getting ready to get off. Right. Love yourself. Please. Love your body. Please. Don't do no craziness injections and all that stuff Definitely. love who you are love who you are. a man gonna love who you are they, they sure when are. they do love you they ain't loving just your body they loving who you are as a person on the inside as a person that's true right so i'm about to say right now this is what happens when you drink it go way beyond i'm telling you but i love all my podcasters yeah thank you for listening to me thank you for us Living life with spring and April. Yes. And if anybody has a birthday today, happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Bless you. God bless you with many more. And if nobody's told you they love you today, we, we love, love you. you. We love you, whoever you are. And this is it, April? This is it, Spring. We have done enough. We've done more than enough. We talk And we peacing out right now. Bye, God guys. bless you. Goodbye. Peace. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Living Life with Spring and April. Hello, April. Hey, Spring. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well today. I am doing well. I'm glad that um, you decided to join me after about two weeks. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't um, do that. But Don't anyway, that. the whole of is never me. I just want people to know that it's always April. 
but it's all good. April, I'm glad you came from where you live to join me in my <laughs> in, living room so we can room. do this podcast yeah. today. I'm excited. I'm always excited to be here. I love podcasting. I really enjoy it. So I'm always excited. That's great, April. Fun time. So what's been going on in your life? Um, Everything and nothing, really. Um, My dad actually had surgery on Tuesday. And I was so sad because the hospital would not allow me to go and stay and see him or in anything. So he's in the hospital alone. He's been there alone since Tuesday. And I'm really sad. Like, I cried when they told me I had to get out. Because I was like, but this is my daddy. And I love him so much. Even with that sweet voice. It's not going to get you to the back. Not, <laughs> not going to get you to the back. It did not. And what? I said, and so the hospital, they had a, a, a little sign up there to say, you know, if anybody was in palliative care, women who had babies. And then they said you could go back if people were having procedures that required them to have anesthesia. Okay. He definitely had to have anesthesia, but okay. they still would not let me stay. They would not let me go to the back. Okay. I was so sad. Um, but I will say the hospital they did provide me with texts. Okay, and it kept you updated. Right, kept me at, Great. kept me updated the entire time through the surgery. The doctor, his surgeon, actually called me okay. after the surgery. After yeah, after the surgery, so we had a conversation. That was but great. still, I mean, the nurses and things are really they're okay, but it's not the same. Right, as, as me being there and seeing what of they're course. doing and seeing. And, and, you know, them knowing that this, you know, he has people right. who are around that love him, right. that care about him, and that want the very best for him. So, I'm just really sad. I've been calling. I called the nurse's station a couple of times a day. I talked to him a couple of times a day. Great. What? Um, whatever it takes. Because I don't want them to think that he's just in there by Oh, himself. no, no, no. Well... Mommy working in the medical field, the procedure and policy is if you are 12 years and under, uh, if you go to the back, only one parent can come to the back with that child, and that's it. Adult-wise, nobody can come to the back. Um, we're trying to keep everybody safe, um, and I, I think for for us, it's working. Yeah. There's less stressful time back there when you got family members back there that don't know how to act. We're trying to explain to them the policies, and nobody's trying to listen. So it's better for the parents and other family members to stay up front, and we keep you updated by allowing the nurse to go up front and telling you hour by hour what's going on with the patient. So, you know, I think that's about as good as it can get, April. I mean, even sometimes you can be back there with the patient and don't get no updates. you sitting there, but, like, what's going on? But to me, it's like we're being very, um, we, you know, I think they're doing their part to keep people up I to date. I guess, but I did do a Facebook status on it. Okay. Not really, but kind of. Okay. Um, on the day that they put me out the hospital, <laughs> I'm going to read my Facebook status. They threw you out? <laughs> yeah, they basically <laughs> threw me out. I said, <clears throat> F COVID-19, F racism. F the person who has my copy of the coldest winter ever and never returned it. And finally, F the person who decided that car insurance is mandatory in the state of North Carolina. You know what? Y'all wait, I ain't finished. Y'all have a good day. Unless 
you don't tip your black restaurant server more than the obligatory 15%, then F you too. You know I what? I was angry. April, I saw that, and I was my I was intending to uh, respond to that. You it's like, what, what happened? Like, I missed something. <laughs> <laughs> Who pissed you off? But I forgot. It slipped my mind. But I did read that, and I'm like, yeah. okay, what's April got going on? I was just mad at the hospital people. That's okay. And I'm still mad at the person who has my copy of The Coldest Winter Ever and has not returned it because I got shelled. So I told you, I don't know if I told you. So the guys came, I'm doing some work to my house, right? And one of the things I got done was I got shelves put in my closet for my books. Okay. I have a lot of books. Awesome. So the gentleman came and did my shelves. Okay. And I was able to put my books in the closet. Well, while I was gathering all of the books that I want to keep, I noticed that I do not have my copy of The Coldest Winter Ever. I've bought like four copies. But who did you lend it out to? That's what I'm saying. I don't remember. You want to drop some two, names? Two copies I lost. Okay. And I think, I don't, I really don't think they, they have been lost. I think more, th- more so they've been stolen. Okay. And Sorry. then two copies I remember I let borrow, but I can I loaned them out, but I cannot remember who I loaned them out to. Okay. Well, so, um, and and they are, and I'm sure they promised to give it back because I don't loan out my books. Okay. I'm never loaning books again. And so now for me to buy another copy, guess how much the book is? How much? Like fifteen dollars for a paperback. Oh wow. I'm sorry. Now I have to replace it. So, okay. this is why I'm never loaning my books out Don't again. Don't loan them out. I'm Do never loan them loaning out. my books out again because I spend a lot of money on books. It's a un- lot of money on books. I have a lot of books. I didn't realize, well, I knew I had a lot of books, but actually seeing them in one place at the same time, okay. it's like, wow, I really have a lot of books. And I'm proud of my books. That's awesome. I have a lot of Bibles, too. That's awesome. I was really, I really used to be a warrior for Jesus. So you still is. So this okay. is what we're going to do right now. We'll say, okay. Thank you, family, for um, listening to us and following us. We got over 330-something plays. Isn't that awesome? That is amazing. And we added on two other countries. You have Ireland listening to us, Germany, hey, 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 Sweden, hey, Sweden, and South Korea. Hey, Get out of here. Korea. Isn't that awesome? So, April. I know you don't want this, but we're going to start videotaping ourselves. I think more exposure of uh, people visually looking at us versus just hearing our voices, I think it would um, take us a little bit further. And thank you for my podcast family for listening to us. This is episode 10, Living Life with Spring in April. And the topic is love your jelly roll. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Love it. From the crown of your head to the big mid-waist waist that you may have <laughs> to the little behind that you may have to the bottom of your feet. Love your jelly rolls. Okay. That's okay. going to be our topic. And I, I just thought of that top of my head when we were just talking like, you know, a lot of people not loving their jelly roll. Mm-hmm. But I, I want people to know that, honey, me, let me tell you something. Somebody out here gonna love your jelly roll besides you. For every pot, you got that right. There is a and a lot of you think that a lot of men that's working out and in shape love skinny women. All men do not like skinny women. So all men 
do not like big women. And then you got a lot of men that love big women, a lot of men that love little bitty women. But to me, when it comes to a man, when it gets right down to it, they don't care. I, I, I really truly believe that. I've been here 49 years. I've seen it. They don't care. But anyway, April, I'd like to do some acknowledgments, you know, this time. Okay. And I always acknowledge the same spirit because that's what's keeping us here, keeping us sane, mm -hmm. keeping us blessed, keeping mm -hmm. us covered. Absolutely. And that's my Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. And his Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father. Yes. Started thanking for allowing us to be here once again. He didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Thank us for our health, our wealth, our job, our vehicles, our home, the food we have in the fridge. At the moment, my refrigerator is kind of bare, but I got a lot of liquid in there. Mine is bare, too. <laughs> but I thank God that I'm not hungry. Amen. I thank God that I'm not thirsty. Amen. I'm still thirsty for him and the word. Um, you were saying that you used to be a Jesus warrior, but guess what? Once you ever become a Jesus warrior, you never stop. I don't care what you do, how much you sin, if you ever known or ever allowed the Lord into your life, that's a feeling in your spirit you will never forget and it also allows you to know you can pick yourself up and go back into where you started with god he's he's always there Absolutely. he's not going anywhere and if you decide to walk away from him, guess what he's still gonna be there for you right, right so right. i just and, want people and to know when i say when i say i was a jesus warrior it just it's just that yeah it's just that my approach to God was totally different a few years ago than it was, you know. It's today. okay. And so, oh, yeah, I know. I Like, I'm good. I, I feel I'm like I'm very uh, satisfied spiritually yeah. right now. Okay. Um, I think that I have a system that kind of works for me. Um, I still do go to church, even though I'm very critical okay. of the church. Okay. I still go to church. Okay. Um. I'm, I have met some amazing people in church. Great. Um, a couple of me and some of my homegirls from church, we actually, on Tuesdays, we actually have Bible study. That's awesome. And, so and you didn't invite us, me. Well, I don't know I work, but right, some days I don't work Well, Tuesdays. it's like at like Tuesday, like 6.30. You can do, do it. Like do you do it yeah, like a do Zoom? Yeah, we do a duo. We do a duo. Oh, call. so you can video with other folks, mm -hmm. but you don't want to video when doing the podcast. No, no, no. I, well, because... The podcast uh, is going to be made public. And, and so the okay. duo call is just, you know, us around the house. Okay. And, you know, talking about I'm, I'm looking so at you sideways with now, the, but with it's the all Bible good. Study, with the Bible study. I would like to be a part of that, April. Can, am I invited? Okay. I love the, I love the Lord. Yeah. So yes. what happens is we do, um, somebody picks the topic. I know I'm One drinking us, right now, no, but I still fine, love the Lord. <laughs> I think I have, juice I, have, <laughs> I have had a couple of glasses of wine during Bible study. It's hey, I offered. Right, she did offer, did but she want I some am wine? not. No, I'm not going to drink. Vodka, I have to drive home. Uh, one glass of wine is not going to make you okay. tipsy. Yeah, that's true. A uh, shot of vodka. <laughs> that's now, two shots might, you know, get you, but that one shot ain't going to bother <laughs> It'll make you feel good while you're driving down the street. <laughs> but anyway, can we talk back about Yes, that? amen. So the Bible study is really cool. One person picks a topic, and then we all go around, and we talk about the topic. We have favorite scriptures and things of like awesome. that nature. So I actually am the one that came up with the idea 
and didn't even Believe invite me or ask me and knowing well, how I feel about the word. Okay. Well, I'll invite you. You're definitely invited. Um, oh, yeah, people so do. this <laughs> week, this week, our topic was about faith. Oh my God. Now, you know, I would have yeah, been on all over that. It was about faith and, and what are two, when was a time, I came up with this one. When was a time that your faith was tested? Okay. Um, oh, man. What does faith mean to you? Oh, my God. It's all um, you have. And, like, what are your two favorite scriptures on faith? Okay. Um, it was really good. And we, we, don't, we don't stay up there long. Okay, that's fine. We stay maybe an hour, maybe. Awesome. But sometimes, yeah. like, 30 minutes, 40. It's not long okay. at all. It's Great. not long at all. But I, and we ca- I came up with this idea, like, during the quarantine... Um, just to give us, you know, an outlet, you know, a way to talk to each right. other, a way to see each other, um, something to do during the day when we weren't working, okay. quote unquote. And, um, you know, just try to figure it out. Just okay. try to figure it out. So, yeah, it's that really cool. Awesome. But, yeah, you're definitely invited. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to have your perspective. Thank you, April. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking I'm at me like that? still looking at you sideways. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely <laughs> you're at Yeah, yeah. But it's all good. I still love you. Thanks. Amen. We're going to end that with amen. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Anybody you like the knowledge? Um, I guess shout out to the hospital workers that's working with my dad, the nurses, and, and the CNAs, you. and the and the everybody that are, that's helping him right okay. now. As he uh, goes through this second surgery, um, my dad has had aneurysm. God is good, girl. And so he had one in his heart. Okay. And, you know, in the veins, like, by yes. the aorta. Oh, man. And so they had to stint it and, you know, okay. all that. So shout out to Dr. Ellert, who was his surgeon. Awesome. And Dr. Ellert is fine, too. Is he? Okay, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, off, but he's married. Off, anyway. Well, we um, definitely going to talk about that after. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Ellert is married, and he is so handsome, and I really mm. wanted to slip him my phone number, but. You know what I'm did. talking about? I did not. He ain't trying to save his daddy's life. And I did not. <laughs> yeah. He really would have saved his life then. Uh. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh-huh. Um, shout out I'm to going to that Bible stuff. Is <laughs> what they really talking about? <laughs> shout out to Dr. Ellert. Shout out to the nurses and the CNAs. All right. Um, and the people who are working very, very, very hard in the hospital in spite of Yes, COVID-19. in spite of. Hey, I work in the medical field, and I would like to say, and I also like to say, I met. April's dad many many years ago and oh my god he is the perfect gentleman and I was even trying to kind of get trying to hit on Mr. Nolan and April was like no you can't have my dad right absolutely Mr. Nolan is so charming oh my god he is awesome and maybe I could slip in my number no you cannot (laughs) this friendship will be over forever See what I'm talking about. There's April, you no know amount, me. There's no amount of Bible study. But that, you know me. I, so like, what I'm gonna do with Mr. Nolan? Nothing. <laughs> you, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Mr. Because Nolan. you are not okay. gonna talk to him okay. intimately. Okay. Without me being right there. Oh my god. <laughs> Mr. Nolan. I'm talking about I will need to go to the let, bathroom. I will let Mr. Nolan know. I'm thinking about him. I'm praying for him. Thank you. And that when he gets out, I'll be I'll be here waiting. You for see what? I, to talk to Mr. Lyons, see Mr. Nolan about no, 10, he's fine. He's going 15 home years. <laughs> I'm picking but him up and I'm taking him right home. All jokes aside, he was very charming and very, oh my God, well-mannered. And I really liked him as a person. He has such a beautiful spirit. Matter of fact, April, 
Your spirit is a lot like your dad's. Oh, thank you. Uh, really? <laughs> I appreciate that, Spring. <laughs> I don't like that little sneaky laugh I had, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But yeah, he really, oh my God, he was awesome when I met him. Mr. Nolan, yes. Yeah, he's, well, uh, he's, he's going to be okay. He's going he's gonna to make it through. Yeah, he's going to be okay. He still through. got a lot of trucking to do, baby. Yeah, I believe that. I so, believe that. now we're going to move on to celebrity news. I don't really have any. Do you have any? April I was got Yes. Okay. I don't know Go if ahead. I said this last time, but uh, about three weeks ago, you know, I love Club Quarantine and I love listening to D Nice Derek right. Jones. I know you're tired of me talking about no, him, but it's okay. You love D Nice. Yes, whatever. Everybody does. <laughs> now, right about now, everybody, every woman in the world want to give D Nice some. I'm going to keep it real with you. Not me. Including me. You don't even listen to Club Quarantine. But anyway. So? So. About three weeks ago, I'm at work, and I'm sitting there listening to him, this and that. And so I'm, like, sending little comments like regular people do, you know. Mm-hmm. What kind of and comments do you believe in spring? Because I'm talking about day shift comments. Day shift comments are totally different from night shift comments, okay? If you okay. get the picture. So it was nice com. It was decent. It was like, hey, D-Nice, or hello, Derek Jones, or my little memes of, you know, hearts and Stuff like that. Okay. And so he was like, he always announces all his celebrity friends that he knows. You know, when he start announcing his celebrity friends, of course, you know, if you ain't no celebrity, you're not going to be mentioning that um, during that time. So then he goes into announcing people that he don't know and that he considered, you know, his friends on Club Quarantine. Well, he's going on, and I guess he just randomly picks, and I was like, well, he ain't going to see me. So guess what he says? So my Instagram name is miss dot smurfette dot 49 miss smurfette 49 okay if anybody wants to know and follow me um he was like and miss smurfette 49 i see you and i almost lost my freaking mind so i'm glad i did change my name (laughs) change that i changed the name like four times Cause I don't think Fat Biscuit would have been nice of him saying that loud over the thing. Oh so, God! Fat Biscuit forty nine. You did not have that as your Instagram. That was my name. first Instagram name. I'm yeah. so glad you changed. But it. But I changed it. <laughs> oh my so God! So I was so excited. I was like, Oh my God, he sees me. Okay, it's all good. So I got a little, you know, starstruck a little bit, and I came back and you know, came back to reality that he really doesn't know me. And he's way on the West Coast, and I'm way on the East Coast, and he's got a lot of females that's like said after whatever. Okay. So. And everybody knows that my DJ name is DJ Smurfette, you know. So, I would like to say something right now. Okay. That you can drop the DJ off, DJ Smurfette, and just do Smurfette. Because I'm really not a DJ. I just love music. You're not a DJ Right, yet. right, right. You're okay, not a DJ okay. Yet. Well, just do, let's, we can just call me Miss Smurfette. That's fine. Or Smurfette. Um, I'm still learning how to mix. Still learning how to... Uh, sync one track into another track so it won't sound crazy right. and i dj for my son okay. yesterday for almost about 50 minutes and i had so much fun and i grabbed the mic and he first he called me he was like hey what's going on what you doing i said i'm up then he was like well let me hear some of the stuff you got and i was like i don't really don't feel like it it was so early in the morning he was like i'm gonna call you on duo call me on duo that was the setup 
okay, let me see what you what you doing. Put some music on. So I put a little music on, and I'm like, I got started getting hyped, started playing some old school '90s hip hop, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And then he said something. I grabbed the microphone, of course, and then, you know you can hear my voice echoing, and I got hyped, and he got hyped, and and I took it from there, and it was one issue he had with me. Of all the DJ and gyrate. And I'm telling you, it takes so much out of you. Yeah. Because you constantly got to keep the upbeat, dancing, going, saying little stuff in the microphone and running around. And I'm telling you, it wore me out, April, for like 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when I grabbed the mic, he was like, Mom, you can't sing every song that you're playing or rap to. <laughs> People just want to hear the music. This right. is like karaoke night when I was right, going. Yeah, you I was like, oh, much. dang, yeah, okay, I won't sing. <laughs> I won't rap, but it got I got good to him, and I had the microphone in my hand. I was like, I got I definitely have to get a microphone holder, and I've got to remember don't sing every every song, yeah, and don't be rapping to every song. And like, if you do sing, you can't like be on the mic doing. Yeah, it. now I didn't. Yeah, that's true. I was really having a karaoke moment, but it's all good. It was funny, and I really enjoyed. It. And I was like, wow, being a DJ takes so much energy because you're looking, trying to find the tracks that you want to play to keep the upbeat tempo, mm-hmm. which I got the music set separate from hip hop to R&B, to old school and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you constantly looking, trying one track loading, the other track going, and then you jumping up and then you talk. Yeah. I didn't think it was a lot to do with the DJing, but it is. It's a lot to go along with that. That's really cool. But um, I'm enjoying it. And then to put the strobe light and all that stuff on, I'm just, I get excited, man. I get so excited. I'm excited for you. And another thing I want to talk about. What? George Floyd's funeral was yesterday. They, they buried him. He's had like, like James Brown. He actually was buried beside his mom, which made me feel good. He's That's with his good. mama, you know, mama's with him. And I have to say, white people, the white people that stepped up, I mean, I'm blown away. This has really blown me away to all the white people that stepped up for us. The white people that's not blind-sided or blind-eyed or the, sh- the shields over their eyeballs. They really see what's going on. And then you got to have the ones that know what's been going on. But guess what? They still trying to be blind, act dumb, Absolutely. that they don't know what's going on. Absolutely. And I don't know. It's a it's an older white lady. And I have it on my Facebook page where she's talking about, she's speaking about, us black people, mm-hmm. and she makes a great, great, great point. And everybody's that's the audience is all white. Mm-hmm. She tells them, for all you white people here, that would love to have the same type of treatment that black people have. Stand up. Mm-hmm. Nobody stood up. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-mm. It's on my Facebook page. Stand up. If all you white people that's in here, nobody stood up. She said, y'all didn't hear my question. For all you white people that's in here would love to be black and endure oh, all the name? stuff. Oh, uh, Jane? Yes. Yeah. Stand up. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, if you don't stand up, you let me know you see what's going on Absolutely. with the black people and the white cruelty and stuff. White people know. They just play dumb sometimes. White people know. And nobody stood up. Right. She said, so that's let me know you know what's going on, Absolutely. how the cruelty and how black people are being mistreated and abused. You don't want no part of that. Right. But yet right. you want the, our darker tone of skin. You want your lips to be full. Mm-hmm. And you want a big ass. Right. Okay, like, that's all um, I'm saying. Like Chris Rock said in one of his comedy specials. He said, um, this is when he 
you know, people weren't really going to uh, Netflix and they were doing their comedy specials on HBO. He said, there's no white man in America that want to trade places with me, rich or poor, I'm and I'm rich. <laughs> it's the truth. So, so white people know exactly. They, they may not know the extent. They don't want to know the they extent. they know that black people have been oppressed. They know that black people have been, you know, treated unfairly. They know that black people were here as slaves. They know that black people, they may not know about Black Wall Street. They may not know, a lot of them may not know about Emmett Till because they don't want to know because they don't have to know. Right. Because in their world, it's okay not to know that. In our world, it is not Not okay. okay not to know that our sons can go out one day and never go return. to the store and never come back or come back in the body bag or you know what I'm saying we we have to know that white people don't have to know that that's a good you know point, April. they don't have to know Honey. about Breonna Taylor they don't have to know about Rakia Boyd they don't have to know about uh, uh Trayvon, Martin. Trayvon Martin they don't have to know about Tamir Ahmaud. Rice yeah they don't have to know about Ahmaud Aubrey my students I have you know I teach white kids yeah. You know, I teach white kids and black kids, but you know, some of my kids are white. They had no idea who Tamir Rice was. I brought his name up one day. I don't know what we were talking about, Um, but I brought his name up one day. They were like, who is that? They had to Google who Tamir Rice was. Okay. Allow us to tell what happened to Tamir Rice. So Tamir Rice was, I think, 12. He was young. It's the playground. Right. He was in the playground. He was in Ohio, I think. Yes, Ohio. He was in the playground. He was playing with a toy gun. Somebody called the cops on him. The police officer, before he Instantly could even... Instantly shot him. Before he could even ask what was going on, he, he the police officer got out the car, drew his gun, and shot that baby. And killed him. 12 years old. 12. And you can't tell me that he knew that. <laughs> That's letting and you know. And he was playing at 12. What do you do at 12? You play. You know, you play. And so I am, um, it, it's so disgusting. So how did, they re- how did they react when they saw this? They were just like, oh, my God, he was only 12. And I was like, yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, so I can't go into full, yeah. you know, black power mode at work. <laughs> you know, like, you know how badly I want to? I know. You know, as a teacher, it is so hard to Not hold to. back, especially when, you know without a shadow of a doubt that your kids have confederate flags on the back of their trucks Mm-mm-mm. especially when you know without a shadow of a doubt you go into their you know we, we go to their houses or for whatever reason and they have Trump flags waving outside so so or Trump 2020 flag you know what I'm saying right. or I- tr- uh, Trump what was it 20 what 16 19 18 whatever you know and so and so it is very difficult for me as a teacher not to say anything. not to once again go into go to that mode black power black panther you know mode on my kids that's yes. very hard not to do now they get these history lessons and they all and i remember one day this white girl this is one of my kids she was a white girl she said miss miss ward why do we always talk about uh racism and injustice I said because racism and injustice is so prevalent she said this is an English class this is not history Mm. 
So then I had to break down for her mm. in class okay. how history affected literature. Everything. How, right, Every everything way. affects literature. Oh. But how history, how the history of black people affected the literature that we're reading, the even the things that we write about, history affects that. And so, I mean, I went on a whole 15, 20-minute spiel on how, you know, the history around us affects the literature that we read. And so, like I told her, it doesn't matter if this was something that happened in 1955. It doesn't matter if slaves were brought here in 1619. Mm. Black people have been enduring 400 years of oppression, 400 years of hate, 400 people, 400 years of ridicule just because of the color of their skin. Hmm. And like I told her, I said, you as a young white girl who lives in this county, you will probably never experience a quarter of half of what, and I pointed to one of my black students, a quarter of what they will experience. Just in their because life, of their ever, skin. Just because of the fact that they are black. I said, they are seeing black... Uh, the girls and the boys, just because they're black, are seen as a threat. I don't care how much education they have. I don't care. It doesn't matter. They're seen as a threat. Right. So, so th this is why it is so important to have black teachers in these Man. schools teaching our children, not just the black kids, but the white kids too, or the kids of other nationalities. It is so important for us to 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 have black teachers in these schools because the white children have no idea what it is to be black and they'll probably never know but not only do they oh, not no. know they but they know. don't even know how to empathize with the black experience well i think this generation and i've got to say it like i'm giving up to the white people this white generation is totally different they're turn. i feel like some of them a lot of them is trying to get out of it or they wouldn't be marching with us and fighting with us right now, when you got white people starting to knock down 75-year-old white men, bust, get their head busted, yeah, or, if you, or if you you know that something's wrong, like, oh, you for the black people, oh, you you to me, you a lover. You a black person's lover. Mm -hmm. And you know how they feel about white people that they think this black people's lover. Usually the N-word, they call them, but um, we're more than the N-word. Right. We're much more than N-word, so I'm not even going to say that word. Absolutely. But when you got the white people really literally fighting for us and getting injured and hurt, you let me know, hey, you are my brother, you are my sister, right. and I'm riding with you, and I see what's going on. I'm tired of it, too. I'm tired of it, too. But let me say this. For as many white people as you have fighting for us, you have a lot that's more. Not, that's not, not. That's true. I'm just Black going people, by. We're only 12% right. of the population. Okay. Right? And so that means the rest are you know, not black. Right. So it, it doesn't matter well, if you black or well, white. The question well, all is, all I are can you tell black? you, um, when you get 50 states together. Right. Now that is a And lot. you got you a got whole genre 50, of yeah. white. And what, one of you the do. things that really impressed me in Kentucky, it probably was like 100 or to 100 to 200 white women. And we talking about Kentucky, like Confederate flag city, Kentucky. They locked arms and told the black us black people to get behind them because the police is not going to touch us. See what I'm talking about? When you write privilege, you already know. I don't care what I do. They're not going to touch us. Y'all get behind us. The black people get behind us and we 
We'll do the rest. We stand in front. You say what you need to say. We marching. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Not one white woman got touched that day. Absolutely not. Because they was protecting the black people that was behind them. So, I, like I said, the ones, the white people that are standing up for us, I give them applause. I thank you. I even got to throw out Amazon, Netflix. You got the damn presidents of Amazon, Netflix. I'm standing behind my black employees. You know why? Apparently, they got more black employees working for them than the other. So, of course, they're going to do that. But, hey, I don't care. As long as you put some kind of mention or something, they out there talking. I'm standing behind my black employees. And it's funny. I just I just feel like. And, and Whether it's fake or phony, right, I don't care. We're trying to get the law passed. I don't right. care. But what law? What What is it that we're trying to get okay, passed? Okay, right now. What are we? What are we need they, to go beyond the chokehold. It's shooting. Um, I feel like they need to pass a law that if you see a police officer beating down a black male, black female, white male, white female with handcuffs on behind them and they beating them down. Now, you're not a threat if you got handcuffs on you and you and they got it from behind and you beat somebody down with a billy club or punching them or kicking them. I feel like anybody should be able to intervene and say, hey, you're not doing that. Well, they got to call the cops and say, hey, this cop is here beating this guy down and he's got handcuffs on him behind his back and he's going to kill this guy if he keeps knocking and hitting and kicking him in the head and doing all this crazy stuff that you should be able to intervene on a police officer. Okay. That's what I feel it should be a law. If you got four people standing there like George Floyd, mm-hmm. I felt like nobody could have bum-rushed these cops. Like just everybody just ran up on them. They can't shoot everybody. Look, mind you people, somebody probably got shot, but they can't shoot everybody. Everybody run up on them and say, hey, get off that man's neck. Yeah. I still say that to the day. They stand there and taking pictures and videotaping, and I'm glad they videotape. But we've been videotaping since Rodney, but way before Rodney King. They saw how Rodney King got his ass whipped. And guess what? Them white cops are still free. They was never convicted. That's another thing that gets me. That was on tape back there in the early 90s. Early 90s? And they got away with beating this man to to death. It just wasn't his time to die. God was definitely with that man. Let me say, and and perhaps my approach to this is a little bit different than yours. Um, Yeah, it's cool that, you know, you see the white people protesting. It's cool that you see, you know, the the white women locking. Like, all of that is cool, right? But my question, honestly, is how much of that is real? What I said earlier, I don't care if the shit fake. As long as we get that law you passed. You know a lot of it's, it's a fake. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, a lot of it's so, not. How do we know? We don't know. Right, we don't know. I we know a lot know. of good white people. Well, do you know a lot of good right. white people? Well, okay. I mean. You, you know, know some decent white people. Okay. I don't, I don't really surround myself with a lot of white people. I don't either. I have always been taught. But discernment. Trust me. Right. I I've met. Been okay. And, and let me say this. Let me say this. And, and this is what's so interesting to me about white women. Make sure that. Oh. We need to read note. What is so interesting to me about white women (laughs) is that they will do whatever it's going to take to protect themselves and their lifestyle. Malcolm X, go ahead and preach it. Right. I know the story. (laughs) Malcolm X said the same thing. And so whatever that means for themselves and for their lifestyles, 
that is what they're going to do. 63% of white women voted for Donald Trump. I believe it. 63%. And if I'm getting that number correct. Exactly. Because you want to know why they're expected to do that? Because their fathers own businesses. Because their husbands own businesses. Because their brothers own businesses. Because their their cousins own businesses. Because their, their interests is more aligned with what the white men in their life have going on as opposed to human rights. Okay. Black women, we knew what was going to happen. Okay. We knew when he was, when, when Donald Trump was campaigning, mm-hmm. we knew it was just going to be, you know, a bunch of racism and bitter all and anger against not just black people, but anybody that was not white. Right? But a- anybody who was not rich. Right. Because that's where Donald Trump's interests are. Rich white men. Rich white families. Right. Right? Of course. So we know.